And now, introducing the man who refused to have his jersey ripped from his body after a walk-off home run in his Thursday night kickball league, not because of a sign-stealing scandal, but because his Wayne Newton belly button tattoo is for his eyes only. He wouldn't be caught dead drinking and mowing, but he has been quoted as saying, a few martinis while manscaping never hurt anybody. He is Glenn Clark. I need you guys to know just how wildly unprepared I am to do the show this morning. Guys, I'm an, I'm an honest man, Paul Valley. Uh, Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Paul. I'm an honest man. I, I'm, I don't like to lie to everybody. Uh, we had a great night last night. Thanks to everyone who came out for the Tyus Bowser show at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena. Could not have had a better time. I... I I know that um, I regularly say nice things about guys that uh, I've done shows with, but this is not a joke. One of the things that stands out most to me about doing these shows with Tyus Bowser, I, I have done shows in the past with players who were, were great and were happy to be there and were very nice, but the part of it that you could tell they were annoyed by was people trying to engage in conversation with them. Like people would come up to meet them and we want to tell them their own stories and want to tell them about what they do. And like the players would sort of be rolling their eyes. Oh, okay. How about that? And I get it. Cause I do that a lot when people, when I meet people, they'll be like, Oh, you know, my grandfather was so and like, okay, great. You know, I don't, I don't care. Right. Like there's a lot of that that goes on. And I think you know all about that. Like there are people that just want to tell you things that you're like, dude, I, I, what makes you think this is something that I am concerned with? Just what, what gives you that impression? Tyus is unbelievable because not only is he listening to every single person that comes up and tells their story, he will legitimately ask them questions about it. He will legitimately... Like, knowing nothing about it, he's so interested in Ravens fans and this community and being a part of it and having stake in the city of Baltimore and the surrounding areas. Have Ruth's Chris? Yeah, no, I don't think... Well, I mean, it, we were twins last night. I don't I think... He, well, he had wings, for sure. I know he had wings last night, and um, I think she got some... You know what? He got some cheesesteak egg rolls, so technically there was a little bit of steak involved. There you go. Um, it's, it's truly unreal. It's truly unreal. That part of the experience, like getting to come out and meet any player and get a picture, get an autograph, that's remarkable. But the time he's taking, it actually became a problem because we were running late. He was spending so much time chatting with people last night as they were coming through the line that I'm like, well, we got we to gotta go, man. <laughs> like we only have the venue until whatever time it is. Like we got we to gotta move along and get another segment in. We're going to listen to segment number one of the Tyus Bowser show a little bit later on. Um, if you missed it, shame on you. It was a great night, uh, thanks to uh, Pressbox, Radiates Memorabilia, and True Strong Services for making it happen. Next week, we are doing a private Tyus Bowser show at the Center Club downtown. But I am going to give one of you a chance to come and bring a special guest with you to meet Tyus and his special guest at the Center Club, which is nice. I mean, this is a nice place. If you've never been to the Center Club downtown, it's, I mean, probably because it's very difficult to get into the Center Club downtown. Um, I've been a couple times for events. It is spectacular. The food is excellent. Um, the view is unbelievable. We are going to have an awesome time next Tuesday night. But, unfortunately, it's not one that just anybody can come out to. So we are going to give away, I think on Friday... We're going to give away um, a pass for two of you, or, or you and one of your guests, to come out to the Center Club next Tuesday night for the Tyus Bowser Show. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be our next show. We'll be at Mother's and Timonium then in a few weeks. 
after we get back from the bye. So uh, that's what's going on with the Tyus Bowser Show. Find out more, pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. But the reason I tell you this is because I have to be honest. Again, honest man. We had a small hiccup on our recording of the Tyus Bowser Show last night. These things happen. Technology fails us. I am... I am by no means a whiz. It has nothing to do that we have. We have a lot of smart people that are involved with this, but ultimately, technology is what it is. You can only you can only do so much. So I was going to need to do some like surgery, audio surgery. As you, Paul, you know, I studied for years. Um, I went to medical school, and uh, I was much like uh, JD from Scrubs. I was uh, thought of as a jock. I could perform all the surgeries. That was that was my story. When I was a younger man. So thankfully, I'm the man to perform some surgery when necessary. I had to perform some audio surgery in order to extract the audio from last night's show to be able to share it with everybody because we like to do that. We get this great content with Tyus Bowser and Dalen Hayes talking about a big win over the Chargers. I want that to be something that everybody's going to be able to listen to. And so if you couldn't make it out last night, we'd like to share the show the next day and then the, the following day after that. We'd like to share it over the course of the next couple days. So I was going to need to extract the audio. Well, something you might not know about me because you, you haven't been around every day. I, I don't have any internet at my house. This is a true story. Wow. I live on a farm in the middle of nowhere. I live straight up in the middle of some corn. Like, I live on a farm. And our street has no internet. There is no internet provider that comes out our way. Why is that the case? Don't know. Not I, but there are other affluent people who live in the neighborhood. I would like to think that at some point they would have said, hey, maybe let's come bring some, bring some internet out California way. Like, I would have thought that would have been the case. But it is not. I have no internet at my home. Glenn, how do you live like that? Well, it's very difficult. When we need it, we use hotspots, and that's how we get by. Unfortunately, for a project such as performing audio surgery, it was going to require more than hotspot internet in order to get the job done. So I says to myself, self, Glenn, this is a problem you can solve in the morning. In the morning, you can solve this problem from the confines of of the, the, the palatial press box uh, offices. They've got lovely internet, uh, California way. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come on in here. I'm going to take care of uh, solving, again, performing audio surgery this morning in order to extract the audio from last night's uh, Tyus Bowser show. So I said, I'm going to set my alarm nice, nice and early, nice and early, try to get to bed a little bit early. Thank you to the Houston Astros for scoring a bunch of runs and making it so I didn't have to watch the bottom of the ninth inning. I could just go ahead and turn that that bad boy off. Red Sox came back. No, I I happen to know that's not the truth. I happen to know. Nice try. (laughs) Nice try. Um, In fact, I actually had one other thing I needed to do, and so I I looked at my phone and saw that the game had gone final. I, I I don't know why I was concerned, but I did look at it. And so I was going to be in bed at like uh, 12.30, which for me, quite early. I'm normally about a 2 a.m. man when it comes to bed. Got stuff I got to do with the kids. There's, there's issues that are involved because they pee the bed. Like it's a whole, it's a whole thing. So um, 12.30, and then I'm going to be up. I'm going to be up by 7.30 and ready to go. And then my four-year-old came in this morning at about 4.30 a.m. and woke me up. And I said, that's fine, pal. If you want to come in and lay with me a little while until you got to wake up, that's quite all right. That's, uh, you know, that's the nature of having small children. That's the way that it goes. 
give him a hug. He didn't want to uh, fall asleep any longer, unfortunately. He wanted to play. He wanted, that's what he wanted. He was awake because he hadn't gone to bed at 1230. He had gone to bed much earlier than that. Mm-hmm. And he was wide awake at 430 in the morning and wanted to play. Okay, so that's going to be awkward. Now I got to do a little parenting. Uh, that's, that's, my, I, that's my weakness. I, I like being the buddy. Mm-hmm. I don't love being the bad cop. You know what I mean? Like, that's not my, my, not my area. I like being the, you know, hey, let's go play some putt-putt. Let's go, you know, I like doing that type of stuff. When it comes to being right. the bad cop, not my mood. But if I'm going to do it, when I'm, you know, it's 4.30 in the morning and I needed to get some sleep tonight, that's a good time for me to suddenly be the bad cop, right? So I, I say, boy, it's time to go back to bed. This is, I've had enough. That's it. That's the end of it. And he's upset now. He's crying. And now I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I love you. You're adorable. He's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, like now I'm, I feel like a jerk for having yelled at him. And it's also 4.30 in the morning. My brain's not fully functioning at this mm. point. No, you got to be firm. No, you got to be a parent. But, you know, it's what it is. So I finally get him back in his room. Of course, he shares. They have bunk beds, my four-year-old and my six-year-old. So now he's crying and waking up my six-year-old on top of it. So that's good. That's I've created another problem while trying to solve the first. And I happen to notice that I am. it's not just that I'm tired. I'm feeling quite spacey because you know what hit me like a ton of bricks last night? Seasonal effing allergies. God! That was me last week. Oh, hit me like a ton of bricks. And so guess who didn't get back to sleep after 4.30? Yeah. Yeah. Now, other part of this, you know, my wife, uh, she's, uh, we live on a horse farm. And so my wife has to take care of the farm. That's the way this works. So she goes down at, like, she wakes up literally. I'm dealing with all these things because she's gone. She's out at, like, 4 a.m., to go deal with whatever nonsense is happening with these horses, right? Like, not my world. I don't understand it at all, but that's what she does in the morning. So I'm dealing with all the problems with the boys and having seasonal allergies hit me smack dab in the face, finally getting the boys back into their bed and saying, I don't care if you yell, scream. I don't care what you do. I'm, I'm over it, right? Like, I'm, I'm a basic white chick at this point. Like, over it, totally over. You do whatever the F you want to do. I'm going back to bed. And, of course, I can't sleep. Now the boys are trying to come back in the bed because they're both awake now. It's a whole nightmare. I want to scream from the top of my lungs like I was John Mayer in that song from all those years ago, running through the wall, the wall, the halls of my high school. I want to do that, right? I'm losing my effing mind. Finally, somewhere around, say, 7 o'clock. And I know because I'm watching the clock as I can't get back to sleep and as I'm hacking up mucus from my throat because seasonal allergies have now hit me like a ton of bricks. Gross. Somewhere, Oh, it's so great, right? <laughs> Somewhere around 7 a.m. And I know this because I got a notification on my phone that waiver wire claims had been processed <laughs> for the day. And I said, oh, I was waiting for waiver wire claims to go through so I could pick up some players in my league. And so I spend some time picking up place because I'm awake. What the hell else am I going to do? And instead of thinking to myself, Glenn, you're not getting back to sleep. You said you wanted to wake up at 7.30. Just go ahead and get up now. Get, give in. Be over it. Target opens at 8. I had to pick something up at Target on the way in for this audio surgery I had to perform. I'm still trying to force the issue that I could squeeze a few more Z's in. Like, I'm still thinking that's going to be a thing. I'm still thinking in my mind... 
I might be able to pull this off somehow. I might still have it in me that I could get. I don't know why I feel this way. At some point, you just give up and acknowledge what's going on, but I'm still trying to force feed the issue. I hear my 730 alarm go off. I say, I'm not going to be functional. I'm not going to be a functional human. Uh, Paul's going to hate me, and we've only been working together for three days. It's going to be very awkward if he hates me after the third day. I don't want to do that. I don't want to uh, force this upon other people. i got a game i got to do tonight. I can't be falling asleep in the middle of the game. I need to somehow get a little more sleep. I'm a, I'm a damn surgeon. I don't need two hours to do this. I can do this in a shorter amount of time. That's what I'll do. I will push the alarm back. I'll wake up at 8. Of course, I didn't get any sleep between 7.30 and 8. So I said, all right, last call, 8.30. That's the one. That's the one last chance. Now, I did sneak in, I think, about 10 minutes of sleep in there somewhere. I think I got about 10 minutes of sleep. The alarm goes off at 8.30. I say, oh, piss. I've given myself no time <laughs> in order to do all of these things. I still have to stop at Target to pick up this, uh, this, this scan disk converter that I needed to pick up. While I'm there, I'm like, I'll go ahead and get some Claritin. Uh, believe it or not, I don't sh- I do not do a lot of shopping, so I don't know where to find the thing. I'm Again, I look like John Mayer running through the... Uh, I, I, a lot of John Mayer references this morning. I don't know what's going on, but Paul, your body is a wonderland. So Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm running through the halls of the Target trying to find some Claritin. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, where is the Claritin? People are pissed off. They're like, who is this maniac? I can't find my car when I finally get out of the store because this is how like messed up I am I, I don't know how you get with seasonal allergies, but like I space out so much that I probably shouldn't be operating a vehicle. If we're being honest about it, I probably should not be driving a car. I felt that way when I got here this Especially morning. Especially with 10 minutes of sleep. Yes, this was a mistake. It was a mistake for me driving into work this morning because I legitimately could not find my car coming out of the... I'm, I'm hitting the button to make the noise. There are there, It is causing a scene. People are looking like, dope, your car is over there. I literally had a lady... Who, on the low end, 83 years old. <laughs> on, I'm, Paul, on the low end, 83 years old, screaming at me, it's over there! How did she know? Because she could hear the beeping. <laughs> I probably looked hungover because I had my sunglasses on because it was quite sunny this morning. And, I, you know, my hair, God knows what my hair looks like. I'm disheveled. I'm hit with a ton of bricks. I got no sleep last night. It's all of it going on at once. I'm like, what the hell? I get in here, not kidding, 9.35, which is the time I, like, it's no earlier than I would ever be here. The internet is running slowly. So the audio that I need to extract in order to share the Tyus Bowser show with you is uh, 6.5% of the way uploaded. Oh, wonderful. Uh, We're we're, we're supposed to air it in 45 minutes. (laughs) It's going to be a race to the finish line, babe. I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. You boys like Mexico? <laughs> snozberries taste like snozberries. I don't know what to tell you. It's been a day. But thanks for coming out to the show last night. It's been a day and it's 10.15. I know, it's 10.15. What's the, what's the line from 30 Rock where uh, Lemon, uh, Liz is like, well, what a week. And, and Alec Baldwin says, Lemon, it's Tuesday. Right. <laughs> like, that's the way that I feel right now. I feel as though I have had my ass kicked up and down and up and down and up and down. And I have no idea if the problems are going to be solved in time. I could not possibly tell you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I wish I wish I had um, 
I wish I had something more to offer. We might have to push back the airing of the Tyus Bowser show until the end of today's program just because, you know, it just might not be ready in time. But ask me if I was able to prepare Would You Rather Wednesday in time. Were you able to? Nope. I already know the answer. Nope. Sure not. Also, thinking I could use something to wake me up. I wanted to get a coconut water while I was at the, uh, the Target this morning. And so this was the only cold coconut water they have, and it tastes like actual. Look, I don't, I don't know what an orangutan's ass tastes like. It's been, it, I don't remember what an orangutan's <laughs> ass tastes like, but it, I think this is what it is. This is the, um, it's a vanilla latte, coconut water. Coconut it's, water is awful in its own right. I disagree uh, wholeheartedly. I love coconut water. This is. Pure S. This is the worst product I've ever tasted. I've almost finished it because I'm that desperate for something to help keep me awake. So Vita Coco Booster is not going to be a sponsor. I love them. I love <laughs> Vita Coco. I want that to be known. I love that. Also, I wasn't going to give the name of the product. <laughs> you can see it on the camera. Well, I don't think I held it up high enough for people to be able to see uh, it. No, I, don't right. I, I don't think I did. My apologies. It's, I just ruined it. It's that. not that product. It's a different product altogether. <laughs> I don't know how you managed to get that wrong. The Dollar Paul, Tree. Alex. Dollar General. Coconut I, I, water. I do love Vita Coco. They make wonderful things, but not this. This is horrendous. I I still like I, I, I had a cigar the other night. We did a fire. As as you're wont to do in the fall. We did a fire the other night and I sat around and had a cigar and it was such a pungent cigar that I still tasted it as of last night. It's gone now. <laughs> it's gone now. Cause now I have the taste of orangutan ass in my mouth instead. Have you ever drinking a raw egg no i've never done that i was never much of a lifter so it was never something that see um, i've never done it to enhance my workouts or my muscle tone or anything like that i had a friend who said it's instant protein you gotta try it so i tried it yeah it is the worst taste that you will ever encounter. I believe that. And it will not leave. I wholeheartedly it, believe it. You can drink and eat whatever yeah, you want the rest well, of the day. I'm, I'm a That's man all you have. You say that. I'm a man who's consumed six banana and mayonnaise sandwiches in the span of two hours. I know a thing or two about six. bad taste. Yeah. Well, I lost a bet. I lost a bet. That's oh, the way it goes. And By you're the still way, here with well, us today. Welcome to, nice. the, welcome to the show. These are the types of things we do. Just be prepared. That's the type of stunts I we assumed perform it was on this show. one. And you no, had Six. Six. Six and it was not. It was peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches. Peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches with oh. various accoutrements. It was terrible. Hey, look who's here! This man, much much happier to be here than I am. This is Stan the Fan Charles. I love this guy. He's the chief grand poobah here at Press Box. I love yes, him, sir. Stan. Good morning, sir. Can you switch the three shot, please, Paul? So yeah, we can. Absolutely. And you're right, Proctor. This I know this sounds very much like old man radio. I'm I'm so sorry, but uh, I've had a day. I've had a day. This man. No, okay, you got to turn Stan's oh, mic yeah, on yeah, too, yeah, yeah, please, if you don't. You've mind. had a day already, Stan. Stan, if you missed the first 10, 15 minutes of the show, yes, it has I been did. a nightmare. It has been a nightmare. Is it Valley's fault? Mostly, mostly Paul's fault. Mostly Paul's Paul's fault. I told him that's one of the best things about having Paul and someone over new to blame. Kyle. Correct. Yeah, yeah exactly right. To blame. Um, I said to him when he took the job, I said, "Paul, there's going to have to involve. You're going to have to take care of my kids sometime. That's the way it's going to have to go." And he hasn't done it once yet, so it's a real. Has you problem. washed your car, yours and your wife's car? Mm. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that either. A lot of things we're disappointed about. A lot a lot of things are disappointing. We're going to do the first performance review on Friday, and we'll see how things go. All We're right. going to see how I things go. I heard the Tyus Bowser show was uh, slam. Wonderful. Had a wonderful, uh, great event last night, and I hope that you guys are going to be able to hear it today, but that's part of the problem that I'm dealing with right now. 
is uh, trying to work through getting that audio extracted. But Stan, these things happen. You've been in radio for a long time. You understand the joys of technology. Me of all, of of all, all people, people. Of all, all people. people. How you doing? Um, I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> aside, aside from that, how was the play, Mrs. Yeah, Lincoln? Lincoln? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I'm all right. right. Uh, Stan, uh, before we talk about the new print issue of Press yeah. Box, uh, it, are the are the Braves done after that yesterday? Was was that was that the end for them? I wouldn't say they're they're done, but that was one of the more remarkable comebacks that I've seen. It was uh, it was pre- you know because their their bullpen through the postseason has been lights out. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy Matzik is well, our own terrific. Lu- our own I Luke mean, Jackson has been doing a tremendous job. Obviously, well, you know, right? I think he got stressed out putting out the. New it's remarkable issue that and, he was able yeah. to do both things. Truly <laughs> remarkable that Luke Jackson was both able to get this issue of press yeah. box uh, prepared and be a dynamite reliever for the. You Braves. know the the Red Sox game. I turned that on right, like kind of right afterwards, and see Graham Whitlock out there, former member of my fantasy baseball oh, team. Oh, that poor son of a bitch. Uh, no, he actually had a wonderful season, but he gave up six home runs. Runs in 72, 73 innings. He's given up. I mean, he's showing at his, you know, at his age, 25 years old, first time in the major leagues, coming back from a Tommy John surgery in 2019. Maybe a little wear because he's got, I mean, Altuve can hit home runs off anybody, but he hasn't been giving up home runs much during the year. And he's given him up a couple times in the playoffs. I don't know how that series is going to go. I have no, I have no feel for how the next three days are going to go. It's so hard, you know. It is so hard to predict because now it looked like the Red Sox had sort of taken charge of the series. Yep. And they let that one kind of slip away last night. And now the matchup today, if you get to Chris Sale the last couple times out, I don't like the Red Sox chances of winning because. Framber Valdez is pretty good. Yep. But then you flip to game the next game, and it'll, the shoe will be on the other foot because Houston's starting pitching is atrocious well, right and, now. And I know Kike Hernandez didn't have a good night last night, yeah. but he's he's liable to go hit you know yeah. five fifty the rest of the yeah. series or something. Whatever like happens, I think we're going to end up with an interesting matchup. You know, I mean, Atlanta, <sighs> Boston would be interesting. The tale yeah. of the two teams that were once Boston. That's true. You know, that is true. Um, Houston I, and the Dodgers, with, with the Braves being the team that I'm rooting for in all yeah. of this, because they're the the most likable of yeah. the bunch, right? Like I am very nervous that you don't get up off the mat from that. Like with the it's, with it's, the ghosts of what happened a year ago lingering, and who are they going? Are they pitching a bullpen game tonight? Let me double check. Let yeah. me double check if they've uh, if they've made an announcement. Yeah, because I, I don't think Freed's going to come back that soon. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Especially being up to one, I would assume right. that they're going to try to save him. Although, I mean, right. Atlanta is still TBD. T- TBD for yeah. tonight. You know what I found remarkable last night? I, look, Dave Roberts is a likable guy. Clearly, he's a decent manager. His team plays hard for him, but his his strategic stuff is just playing Gavin Lux in center field in a day game when he's got very little experience in center field, very little, Mm -hmm. and have that play. That was – and then he ends up about six innings into the game, he ends up with Pollock. He had already pinch hit for him once against a left-hander, 
but he's got Pollock against a right-hander. What would have been wrong with having Pollock against a right-hander earlier in the game? You know, it's yeah, a fair yeah. question. It's yeah. a fair question. Fair question. Anyway, all right, Stan the fan, you stop by this morning because you've got the new print issue of Press Still Box for driven. us. It's Brenda Freeze, twentieth season yeah. at the University of Maryland, which is kind of remarkable. I, yeah. you know, I when when we when Luke threw that out there, I'm like, really, twenty yeah. years? It doesn't. I, d- I mean, you remember that. they won the title in '06, but you know, it's part of the problem with thinking back how far '06 really is, and you're like, oh yeah, '06 is like right when we came out right That's yeah sure started. sure so exactly right. remarkable yeah that she was on like about our third or fourth issue of press box ever uh and she was not a big fan of the uh headline at the time was it it was the hottest coach in gary land oh boy oh that was boy. after she won the championship yeah, she was uh she was an attractive she's a. Uh, I, I was playing a double entendre yes. there that she was successful and gary wasn't at well, the time oh you're you know, going i got it i, was I going I, there I got and it. she yeah i can understand she did, why. and you know you know it was incredible my original partner along with john was mark luderman Luderman went to some event where she was at and said, hey, I'm with Pressbox. And he goes, I could have done without that headline. <laughs> I never really looked at that time. You know, I was really inexperienced at putting out print. Uh, never looked at it from her point of view. Sure, that it sure. made her uh, feel awkward. It's it's know. a it's a bad spot to be it in. It was for a sure. bad spot to be. Um, in. A lot of college basketball content in there ahead of the start of college basketball season. Catching up, introducing you to players from every D one men's and women's program in the state. Um, I had my interview with uh, Elijah Green, which uh, was the first Baltimore I heard, interview. I heard that's great. Um, if you, this story is so cool. I had no idea how much Eric Green loved. Eric Green was only here for a few years. Right. He loved Baltimore. As he said to me, they had to kick me out. Mm. I like kicking and screaming. And Steeler. And before he right, came to he the was Ravens. a Steeler, of course, before he was a Raven. And he he cared so much about his time in Baltimore that he went out of his way to come back for events over the years and take Elijah to meet. Um, John Harbaugh and the meet Ozzie right. Newsom and Ray Lewis, who of course he was teammates with, and even Buck Showalter at one point. Mm-hmm. Like he loved his time in Baltimore, Baltimore. so much. So it would really be a special that, twist that he ingrained it upon Elijah. Like yeah. he ingrained, despite the fact they didn't live here, he was only here for a few years. Like he ingrained Baltimore upon Elijah. And this line, I'll, I'll share with you one line from this interview. Um, did you do? Uh, is that the picture? Is that picture with Ozzie in him? Yeah, this is a picture down here with he, Ozzy Newsome, and a very young Elijah Green, (laughs) which is so, like, Eric was sending me all these pictures. He's like, dude, you have no idea. Yeah. Like, I thought it was sort of one of those things where I was like, all right, there's a little (laughs) bit of a connection. It's not, but it was, he was only here for a couple seasons. He was a good player. If you, those, you know, we think about the tight end history in Baltimore, and it's easy to forget about Eric Green because there were, you know, Shannon Sharp was here at the time and Todd Heap came in right afterwards. But Eric Green was a damn good football player. Yes, he was. Um, he was. And the the connection that he created with the city of Baltimore, I never knew about because I just hadn't talked to Eric Green. What do you think the real chances of him ending I know, up in Baltimore? I mean, I, I heard I, that they're going to take a college hitter. Well, that, Jim Callis's point is this is what they've done, yeah. right? Like what what this this group has done with their picks is take college, college bats. Right. So why would we assume anything other than they're going right. to take another Unless college this bat? this guy is truly a and, and transcendent that's, talent. And, and that's, you know, maybe, right? Yep. Like yep. A, in, in three months ago, it was slam dunk number one. Right. Then after the summer, it was more like, you know, he might be the best talent in the draft. He, he might very well, 
but some of these college bats, um, Brooks Lee, the kid from California, right. uh, and how ironic it would be for the Orioles to use number one pick on a, a guy named Brooks, Brooks right? Um, the, some of these college bats, they're they're getting more appealing after a summer in the Cape, right? Yeah. Like that they're more interesting, and we just have to remember it's a long way to go. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic story. I don't know. I can't tell you if yeah. Elijah Green's going to end up being the guy. It would be. A really unique story yeah. if it ends up being the case. I just, I just don't think it's going to be him. I, I, I would love it. I just, I think that there's too, that they just focus too much on college bats. They just take they have uh, blinders uh, on. It's hard. It it's to. hard to see them not going in that direction. But you know, well, I mean, the, their track record says yeah. like that's what we assume yeah. they're going to do. Now they, you know. Yeah. They've taken high school, they got Kobe Mayo, they've taken high school bats later in the draft. It's it not d- as if they've depends, ignored it. It depends how much they really like the kid and what they project him as. And, and, yeah. and part of this is the time frame that becomes uh, problematic, right? Like, yeah. if, if you think he's a year or two further away, that doesn't line up with having taken this many college bats. We expect the first one to be here next year. Yeah. And, you know, who knows when it comes to Heston Kerstad and such a... Yeah. It's he's, he's in he's in that instructional league, right. uh, team or, or fall team that they they're have. the camp they're running yeah. down in Sarasota yeah. exactly yeah. right. So that's good. That, I mean that's promising that he's there. And the the thing with Elijah Green, what we have to remember is he still has his senior year yep. of high school baseball that he has to play. Now he can go out and do what Brady House did and just look terrible on yep. the showcase circuit. Yep. Or he could go out and force and their hand slam, and, slam. and make and, it so, and that make they it have so to it's take so him. obvious that he's right. the guy that yeah. you it's have to, to take him. Yep, one hundred percent. Hey, I don't want to take your show off on a direction but i've got a piece of i'm not sure if it's up yet maybe you can check ah, we can we can definitely find but out i wrote a piece uh, uh, i got i got a hold of a legal legal sports report which goes around it's a, a website I saw this. it's a website and they now are projecting it's not up yet okay it they're now projecting that maryland's sports gambling actual implementation of it everywhere could be as much as a year away now um and i got that news shameful i got that news yesterday after reading that new jersey had just had its first one billion dollar handle yeah month month not year yep month a billion dollars and we are fiddling around here uh, if I recall correctly, seventy percent of the voters voted for this yes, referendum. Yes, that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. So it's, anyway, it, I wrote about it because you know me now at my age, I'm up in years, Glenn. Yep. I don't get riled by much. This really pisses me. I, it's it's Stanley, really beyond I, an ear. There's so many things that we're behind on. Yeah. Um, it's infuriating, yeah. and I you know I don't I try not to do a political show like I, I yeah. try not to make it about that. But we were behind on. You know, the table games, obviously. We were behind we're on we're slots. Behind we were behind on... Um, we, we still haven't legalized marijuana, which is in this state of all places. Yeah. Um, like, there are so many things that could be profitable for this state and and benefit us in so yeah. many ways that we just, for no reason whatsoever, we decide we'd rather be five years behind on yeah. it. And yeah. for this to be something we, we literally voted for... And, as, and I, I read the story you were talking about. As was pointed out... This is not new. This isn't something that, like, hey, go back and look at other states. It normally takes about this long in order to make it happen. Right. Um, that's not the case. The no, track record is it takes, a, it takes a few in, months. Yeah, it, takes it takes a few, a few months. months. Especially, and, especially 
Look, I understand what SWARC, the uh, what's it called, the uh, sports wagering yeah. uh, administrative uh, administrative review board, whatever the uh, an acronym is. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't but, know. But it, but it's what they're attempting to do, and they've actually been mandated by the legislature to have minority involvement in ownership and women involved in ownership. Okay, I I get that the attempt yep. at that. Okay, but you mean to tell me that the three biggest casinos in the state of Maryland haven't been vetted enough to allow them to have at least the bricks-and-mortar ability for us to go on a Sunday or a Saturday and watch college football or pro football and bet on games. It's infuriating. We can't have it. It's infuriating. I'm with you, Stan. It's uh, utterly infuriating that that's where we are. We will make our picks today. Yep, a little bit later on this afternoon, we'll make our picks for the week. And, uh, of course, if you're looking to get your betting fix, Underdog Fantasy Football is a good way to go about doing it. Use the code PRESSBOX when you sign up. If you deposit $10 or more, we'll give you $10 free to play with. And it feels it's not just the the games that you're used to. It feels like real betting. I encourage you to check out Underdog Fantasy Football and download right. the app. And pick up, pick the, up new the new print issue of Pressbox. Press available. Or go online. You can read it at pressboxonline.com or pick it up today at your neighborhood Royal Farms and at the hundreds of locations. Guys, Please good. Read. I'll see you. I'll call you this afternoon. Sounds to good. let you know what time. Chief Grand I'm Paperboy today. Correct. Paper Correct. At Stan, Saturday, Stan. At Stan the Fan on Twitter is Remember how you follow Remember that him. series with Chris Elliott? Oh yeah, absolutely. The I do. Paper. Yeah. That's By the way, I, I love Chris yeah. Elliott. My God, I love Chris Elliott. He's the best. What was his show that he had on Fox way back in the oh. early nineties? Oh, that was a classic. It was. Wasn't it just the Chris Elliott show? Wasn't maybe, it? Maybe. Maybe. I think was. it was. I think it was just yeah. called the Chris Elliott show. All right, um, we're running behind. Thank you, Stan. Love you. We're running behind. Drew Forrester is going to join us next. It is a Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. So, sorry, I was not prepared. Oh, I, boy. I, thought, I, thought, oh I, thought, boy. I thought we were getting, gl- we were getting oh him first. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We good? Yeah, we got it right here. Glory Days Grill's popular Oktoberfest menu is back, and it features their delicious chicken schnitzel, two chicken cutlets, hand-breaded in herb panko, and pan-fried until golden brown, served with mustard cream sauce, mashed potatoes, and roasted vegetables. Their menu also includes your favorites, like the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, Prussian Pretzel Roll, Slam Dunk Pretzels, and Apple Cobbler. All of these meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine on their patios or in their dining room or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years. Thank you, fans. I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Oh, thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Damn. 
Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. No. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spray and hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs. But not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Once again this season, PressBox's Project Game Day is the destination at halftime and postgame for every Baltimore football game. You want to talk about the game without all the nonsense, coach speak, and fluff of your typical show? Tune into Project Game Day. Glenn Clark is with you at halftime, and he's once again joined postgame by your favorite analysts like the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard, Ken Zalis, and more. Watch the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports and listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash Radio. Pressbox's Project Game Day, every game day, presented by Glory Days Grill and Window Nation. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at Facebook.com slash Sports and try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Loop service center. Ask for Mobile One. It is a Wednesday edition of GCR. Quickly, uh, Brian Powell says, yes, it will be a bullpen game for the Braves. They just haven't decided which one's going to go out there first. Also, the Browns have announced this morning they're going to start Case Keenum tomorrow night against the Broncos. And like an idiot... I just dropped the Broncos' defense last night because they had sucked the last couple of weeks. So, feel good about that decision. Joining us as he does every week, he is a friend. Well, I say friend loosely. He's Drew Forrester from DrewsMorningDish.com. Good morning, pal. How are you? What's wrong with your sound? What do you mean, what's wrong with my sound? What are you talking about? You sound muffled. I mean, I sound... I don't, I don't know what to make of that. That's That might be on I your don't own. Know. Sounds muffled. Never sounded muffled when Kyle, Kyle ran the show. Oh, don't muffled. don't do this to this poor. You know you you the, the, the people. This poor guy <laughs> was panicked. I'm just saying. So, I'm trying to help you. Sounds yeah, okay. muffled. All right. Well, we're not. It, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. But it's then muffled. I don't. Then I don't care about anything else. I don't care about anything else because nobody has said that it sounds that way over the air. Yeah, it's so not it's muffled. Not, not muffled not, on our. Not my concern. Not my Take concern. It easy. As long as I mean, I, you're you're the ones that fired yeah. Kyle, not me. Yeah, I fired him. This poor guy, Paul Valley, what you did to him the other day, he is still shook from. He is not used to this. He is new here. Well, not new, new, but like he's new to this and to dealing with you. He had, he was panicked. He was flummoxed that he had left the mics on during break the other day. He was losing it. I put a little that. surprise in for Paul today at the uh, on the um. On the Zoom thing, too. Uh, I, I, I saw it. I am quickly realizing that I need to just ignore you. That's <laughs> <laughs> the first one. That was actually more for Glenn today. Not what, what was it? I don't, what, I, don't, I don't know what it was. Was uh, it his name uh, on the Zoom it, call? It, it was me discussing cross-dressing at work. It was, it was a conversation. It was a conversation. They, they were having a Zoom meeting to discuss my cross-dressing at work. That was the invite that he sent? Yes. You? Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was that was the invite. That was that's meant for bad. Glenn, though. That's actually, well, yeah, but we don't have discussions about that. That's just normal. That's just the way that things go around here. That's why it's called Glenn Clark Radio. That's correct. What's going on with you? What's uh, what's happening in your world? How boring is it? The Ravens are this good. It's so boring, man. Like, oh, I'll go back to the old days of Paul Kapelke. You want him to be eight and eight? Correct. I mean, a little this bit is of- no. This is no fun. <laughs> I mean, it's good for business because people care, right? Like, people are interested. The only thing everyone argued about last week was why Lamar was in the game with three minutes left. I mean, that's it. That's all. Like, I don't, I don't, only, we're putting guests on. Thing people, I'm like, what do you think people had left to argue about? What do you say other than, hey, so the Ravens are good, huh? And they're like, yeah, they're good. All Let's right, well, thanks for baseball. coming. Right. That's exactly where we are. Let's talk about the Red Sox getting screwed last night. Oh, yeah, we can talk about that for sure. God bless. May it happen every night. May they get screwed every single game. Well, Uh, it's kind of hard. to. The problem is, by default, if you're rooting against the Red Sox, you're rooting for maybe people that are worse. um, Disagree. Disagree. They're not worse. They're not the Red Sox. Dude, I I told you this before. I don't get worked. I can't get worked up about this. Like the funny part about it all is we know the Red Sox were also cheating. They they got caught. We know they were doing the same right. thing the Astros were doing. They just weren't doing it as comically as the right. Astros were doing it. Bra- so brazenly is the word you're looking for. Correct, brazenly, sure. They weren't right. doing it as brazenly. So it's it's right. humorous to begin with. Um but but um that so you start with that. And then you add in the fact that I'm convinced that every team was attempting to do it. As I've said, the, the, the notion to me that this technology existed and every other team was just like, nah, we're not going to do that is insane. Right. Like, how right. dumb are we to pretend? It's like pretending like guys weren't using steroids. Well, we're, wait a minute. It's very obvious the Orioles haven't been cheating. You say that. <laughs> you say that, bro. <laughs> If they have, then they've been doing it wrong. Well, or they still just don't have – this is the problem. When everybody else is cheating, the playing field is still level. Like, you still have to have good players that are cheating. That's the way it's got to work. Um, Paul, I think it should be F if it's not. I don't know. All right, we'll figure it out. We'll solve that. We'll solve it at some point. A lot going on. A lot going on. We got a new producer. So, yeah, I I have no problem. I'm not – this bit where we're pretending like, you know, I don't know who to root for between the Astros and the Red Sox. The team that's not the Red Sox, how hard is that? I don't understand. Yeah, I get to the point – I get to the point in baseball where I – I just watch it. I couldn't. I don't really care who wins or loses. I just watch it, and I want the games to be good. Like the Braves Dodgers game yesterday was great, and that game last night was good. I mean, it was a pitcher's duel until the ninth inning. Um, pitcher's multiple duel. Um, I don't know. I, I I honestly couldn't care less who wins or loses. I just watch it because it's fun. Oh no, I'm I'm I'm, I I'm vested. Players. I have vested interest in watching those people up there be utterly missed. Like those people standing outside and 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 chanting uh, F Altuve the other night. When their team was doing the exact same thing, is so so brazenly shameless. You sound I so bitter. Yeah, I, I am. I'm a hundred percent bitter about it. F all of them. F You're so bitter. all of those people. The, it's well, they so haven't insane. Had much success up there. Yeah, the I know. Is up there, they, they haven't yeah. had much success yeah. in that area. Right, so they don't know how to handle it. I get it. I get it because right. they're they're new to this. They're new to having their team be good. Am I the only and one? They get the U.S. Open, and they get the U.S. Open next summer. Ah, that's that's a big one. Yeah, that probably means more to them than all the championships. I go into these games and I tell myself I'm going to root for the Red Sox because they're playing the Astros. I'm going to root for the Braves because they're playing you. the Dodgers. Right, but then. 
I find myself at the end of the game hoping something happens so we have a better game. So I'm rooting for a better game, and, and then I end up not caring who wins. I just want a good game that's going to make it competitive. Am well, you I- must not. Paul, Paul hasn't learned a valuable lesson yet about gambling. Um. Well, yeah, that's I mean, that's that's the only thing that Drew cares about, though. You have to know that about him. Literally, to, the only to, the you only gamble thing. on. You have to gamble on them to have any interest in them. Uh, you know, I told the story to Jeremy the other day. I had a dark moment in my life over the weekend. Um, I'm not. I'm not you. Like, I won't bet you on on what color car the next car is. It's going to drive by. But but I'm. I've been dabbling in recent years. I've I've become a bit of a gambler, and I had a rough week last week. And so on Saturday, I just decided that I wanted. I wanted to feel alive, <laughs> and I said, I'm going to do something that is a sure thing, that's reckless, there's, there's no reason I should ever do this, but I'm going to do it just because I want to feel alive. I want to feel the feeling of winning again, and so I put $500 down on the Wisconsin Badgers to win outright against Army, which would pay off only $100. It's, a, it's an insane bet to ever make, especially when you don't have any money but I wanted to feel what it felt like to be alive again. And wouldn't you know that in the fourth quarter, Army had the ball late, trailing 13-7. to I was at a concert, and I was, like, I had a buddy who was really into the band that we were seeing, and he's, like, losing his mind. And I, too, am losing my effing mind. The only human being in the entire Rams Head Live that's watching the Army-Wisconsin football game on the Big Ten Network app on my phone while the band is playing that these people have paid like $60, $70 to go see. Where was I, the game? Uh, it was at Wisconsin, yes. It, was I mean, at, it had to be. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not going to Army. No, of course Wisconsin's not going to Army. They're at Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I guess, just sucks. Like, they just are terrible at this point. And, like, legitimately it came down to Army fumbling the ball late, and that's the only reason why Wisconsin hung on to win. I was it, – it was a moment where I said – I might need to call 1-800-GAMBLER. I don't know how many of those moments you've had in your life. Like I don't, I, certainly the Mike Smith one stands out, but it was definitely a moment for me where I was like, I might need help because I've reached this point. Well, the Mike Smith one was 8,800. Yeah, okay. There was a little bit more involved. I understand that. I understand. 8,800. But, but All he's got to do is ride the horse another 150 yards. That's all you got to do. Just ride the horse another 150 yards, and I'm in. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he's a— But I don't, instead, yeah. he stopped riding the horse, and the last 150 yards, the horse went, oh, I don't have to run anymore. Well, you know, he's and a it, Hall of Famer, right? Like, you understand he's a yeah, Hall he's of a Fame Hall of Fame. Rider. He is a Hall of Famer. You got that right. He's a Hall of Fame rider that you're disparaging. Yeah. Pretty shameful. He is a Hall of part. Famer. Pretty shameful on your part. All right. Right in the face. All right. So who's going to win then? Like I, I, I asked this question. Stan, is are the are the Braves done because of what happened yesterday? Is that over now? Like it, it, there's. Well, I don't think they're done, but I'm. I, I think it'll go back to Atlanta, and I still think the Dodgers will win. Might take seven games, and Scherzer might have to come in and pitch the eighth and the ninth innings on you know twenty four hours rest or something. But the Dodgers are going to win. It might take seven games, but they're, they'll figure out a well, way to win. That's what I thought. Then that, that sounds to me like they're done. That's what I was. And I think the Astros will wind up winning that series, and it also might take seven, but they'll they'll figure out. I don't even. The weird thing is, I don't even know who pitches for them anymore. Like they don't have Verlander, yeah, they don't have McCullers. Stinks. Yeah, right. Uh, McCullers is on the disabled list. I, I'm not, well, not disabled list, but he's not, not on pitching. the roster. Yeah, correct. I don't even know who pitches for but them. Framber Valdez is pretty good, and the, and the Odorizzi kid's decent. He's not terrible. 
So, I mean, I mean, has Odorizzi even pitched? I don't even. Yeah, but only out of the bullpen. He's yeah, not, that's he's a, a, that's he's not a starting form. And Remember, that's a, he came in the other night and they stopped the game for half an hour. <laughs> God, could these games be taking any longer? By the way, could they be taking uh, any longer? These the, baseball. The Dodgers games? used the Dodgers used at least six pitchers last night in two and a half innings. Correct. Correct. Is is there? Any doubt that whoever goes to the World Series for the American League, it doesn't really matter that the Nat- because neither team, neither the Red Sox or the Astros, have any starting pitching. It's it's Evaldi and everybody I don't know, else. For the I don't Red know Sox. if that matters. I don't know if that matters. I like that's I the part I can't it. figure it out because it's not like the Dodgers starting pitching's been that good. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I know only had an interesting thing yesterday, and I know he's been a hot button topic because he's had some really wacky he's takes. Really gotten after the Orioles this year, but. Well, they deserve it. But he um he he had a interesting thing about the starting pitching. Like so the yeah, baseball has he wasn't the only one. There are a bunch like I last night became a really weird night for like national baseball writers to freak out about how, the end of starting pitching in baseball. Yeah, I, I and I do think I do think this has been going on for a while, right? I mean Felix Hernandez won the Cy Young Award one year, he was thirteen and twelve. But I do think there's an argument that over and it's been a while now. It's not just five years. I would say it's been fifteen years. The the change in the way just just the change in the way pitchers pitch, the way managers use them, the way because you've paid them so much money, you can't tax them anymore. You can't pitch them two hundred and forty innings like Mark Burley used to throw. Or whatever you, you like, you. I do think there's an argument that something has happened to the game. A, a, I'm not trying to sound like a purist because I do understand there has to be – the money's all matter. It's like what happens in football when people get pissed off because the quarterbacks get protected. They need to be protected because the owners are paying them $45 million right. a year to play. Right. I mean, it, it, whether or not you agree with that or not, you're not the one paying $45 million to have your quarterback go on the operating table to get his ACL repaired. So I get it, right? And they do the same in baseball. But it's, it's certainly, in my opinion, it has definitely changed – something about baseball that these starting pitchers go in there some days they don't even start and some other dude starts who has no business starting and he throws an inning or two and some other guy comes in and throws an inning or two and it's just weird to me now new age baseball people might not care and might look at it and say what's the big deal like i throws the ball but what's the like are are you really so part of the problem is you could have great starting pitching but if you get to the postseason and your team is in trouble in the third inning. The idea that you're just supposed to say, "Well, you know, I, I know this game could be what determines our season, but we're going to go ahead and leave the guy out there anyway." Like, I, well, I don't think that was what. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think that's what Olney was saying. I, I, maybe I'm wrong though. I I only read a couple of things he wrote on posted on Twitter. I didn't really go look at the articles, but it just strikes me that the use of the the use of the relief pitcher as a starter is is. Obviously, it's a growing trend, but it just seems really awkward to me, and I just don't so know. This that is it- this is the, the the tweet that I got everybody worked up for Molny. He said, "There's a desperate need for the MLB, the Players Association, to talk about all of the pitching changes and restoring the preeminence of the starting pitchers. It'd be better for the product. It'd be better for the union, given the importance of starters and setting market prices." Okay, so the first part of that, I'm not so sure I agree with. I don't think they're. I, so, I don't remotely agree with it. Yeah, the first part of it is you're managing you're managing the baseball game to try and win. That's Correct. the that's the goal. And if you need to use four pitchers in two innings to do it, um, then you got to use four pitchers in two innings to do it. The second part of it, though, I might agree with 
that there needs to that somehow we've lost our way as it relates to the value of air quotes the starting pitching. And I don't know that those two but, are mutually exclusive. I, I think he lumped but are, two separate arguments and to try to make one and try to make two arguments into one. And I don't think I think they both have an argument or both have merit. Okay, but, but I don't agree say, with the first I, one. I don't know if I disagree with you that we've lost our way about starting pitching, but in the name of winning, like they're not doing it for to worsen. Are you supposed to say to a team, don't be as concerned about winning, be more concerned about having your starting pitcher out there for longer? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I think but that's the part. I, I think the real argument and the and the this is the coffee table discussion you would have, and you could do this in other sports too. It's not just baseball, but like. And again, this try not to be the get off my lawn moment, but the discussion about the quality of the of the games and are they are they interesting and are they captivating enough? And I, I so I you know I, mean, I think we go through this all the time. NFL the NFL goes through it all the time with their silly rules, right? No, and I mean, look, they, the baseball did attempt to address it, it, again. If the thought, if the problem, if the real problem you're trying to solve is the games are too long, I'm listening, right? Like the, these playoff games are insanely long. Now, part of that is on is MLB's own doing. The commercial breaks are nuts, and because right. the networks are paying all this money for them. So to say the problem right. is the pitching changes. Well, no, if the pitching changes a normal amount of time, they're taking five minute commercial breaks in right. these playoff so, games. So, so I guess what I would say to that is. What what would be wrong with when there's a pitching change? What would be wrong with if you want to go away for a minute and a half, knock yourself out, and when you come back, you could split screen it for a, another minute and a half, right. And watch the first half of the watch the first two at bats on a split screen while you run a Budweiser commercial. Well, because I, I, I mean, because you run the risk of like last night it was it was the first batter, um, you know that who I don't even remember who they brought in after the Astros tied it up or no after the Astros took the lead then the the bases were loaded and it was literally the first pitch of the next at bat that was right. the Brantley it. It was the Brantley triple right right um, I did, get I, it. did I do the math I mean, right on, did I have that or was it Altuve who hit the triple Brantley hit the triple Brantley, or the yeah. double the base definitely Brantley hit the triple it's yeah. definitely a um, you know part of this is part of this is it's driven totally by television and. I, I'm not sure. Well, and they as pay, long a, as and they pay a billion dollars in order to have these right. playoff games, and so they're going to say we have to have five-minute-long commercial breaks because we have to be able to pay for the amount of money that we spent in order to air the games. Right. It, so the players, I can't imagine, um, maybe if you asked them, they would tell you the truth. I can't imagine the players care. The players just want their $25 million rate in 261. They don't care. Like, right. And I don't think football players, I mean, you've been to the games. You go to football games in the stadium. A football game in the stadium is sort of borderline dreadful. I, to I, mean, me. I, I won't go. Like, I'm done. Yeah. I will I mean, not they're, go. They're, I, I, I think it can be enhanced based on the company you have with you. And yeah, Sure. I mean, course, you know, if right. you've got a group of friends with you, it, the, the, the whole experience can be, uh, you know, can be better. But for the most part. If you just go to, if you and I met next Sunday and went to a football game together, you and I, by the beginning of the third quarter, would be like, Dude, ready, ready to go. Roll. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, so, but again, I, I don't know that. You know what's I ironic that, about that? I don't feel that way about college football. 
Like if I when I take my and maybe it's the maybe the company you're right about that. Like maybe if you and I went to a Towson game, I don't know if I would feel the same way. But when I take my kids to a Towson game, like I I just don't feel that way. I don't feel like I have to go. I feel like I accept and made a part of it is the price that I'm paying, right? Like I I don't know. I don't know what it is. I have not felt that way about going taking the kids to a Navy football game, for example. Right. Okay. So, but but again, then you would need to. So the way to evaluate that is to look at why that is not from the standpoint of like the fact that you got your kids with you right what, but the fact that what am like, i getting yeah yeah well what is it about what is it about the game and the experience that's different and you might you might not even really know and the answers could be oh it's only four dollars for a coke instead of ten right oh right it's easier to get in and out of the stadium i'm sitting oh, i'm sitting much closer for a better price than i would I'm, be sitting, I'm sitting right yeah i don't have guys behind me f-bombing the whole time while my six-year-old kids are with right like, i don't know right like, there could be so many v- variables involved in why a college event is and i i would say this all say this all say this all the time all the time like Maybe it's just proximity, honestly. Maybe I don't feel like driving to D.C. to go watch the game. But if you said to me, dude, Towson's playing Hofstra in college basketball, go watch the college, go watch Towson play Hofstra or drive down to College Park and watch Maryland play. Uh, who, yeah, who, who, I mean, who, I, the, the driving <laughs> distance certainly plays a fact. There's no doubt. That OK, but that. even even then, I don't know. I may just say, dude, I'll just go watch Towson and Hofstra. Right. I mean, I, and, I, I get that. And and. There's less people there. It's less of a nightmare. I get that. Yep. Yeah. So I think football, I think the NFL has really, of all the sports, I mean, baseball's always been slow. If you go to baseball games to get in and out in two hours and 25 minutes, you shouldn't go. It's like golf. I mean, I have friends all the time. I play golf and they want to play in three and a half hours and they're pissed off after the 14th hole when we've been out there for three hours and 25 minutes. And I'm like, what did you expect? Right. Right. It's this awful. is yes, this is a sport that takes forever, correct. This is what we do. Right. Yeah. So, and I'm not, and I don't like playing slow either, but if you come out to play golf under the auspices of it's 1230 and I have a 330 conference call I need to be on, you, you shouldn't go. And I think if you go to a baseball game expecting it to be two hours and twenty-five minutes, you shouldn't go. But football games have become three hours and thirty minutes. You know the the Ravens game is ending at four eleven, four sixteen. Right, but I don't. But but yet on TV, I don't feel it a burden. The product Correct. on TV is so good. You have plenty of other stuff to do. Also, right, right. It is not a you burden. Can around. To me. You yep. can change the channel. You can go but to yet, the bathroom. But yet go on get another drink. Like, but but yet on TV, baseball can be a burden. Even even not being at the game, watching, sitting at home last night, thinking about. Like I, I was gonna make a joke where I said, "Well, I got to be at work in ten hours. Maybe I could watch two baseball games, right?" Like I, it, it feels like a burden to sit down and watch baseball. So if the point is the time of the game, I get it. The point to me is not that the starting pitching is the problem because it still it requires you to ask people to stop trying to win or to stop and prioritizing really, winning. And you know what's funny about and and. I'm saying this just to say it. They're never changing, but I'm saying it. The best baseball games that I watched all summer are the doubleheaders that are done in seven innings. The games are way better. They're 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 in the, the fifth innings matter now. The fourth innings matter. I, like all the innings really matter. I I think seven inning baseball games are awesome. I mean, I I'm not I mean, would, I'm not as it would take care yeah. of it would take care of a lot of issues. 
and I still think the Giants would still win 107 games or eight or whatever they won. Well, I like, don't know. I, they won a lot in the ninth inning, man. Like, they won a lot. Well, this time they would just yeah, – but Lamont. they just win a lot of them in the seventh inning. Maybe. Maybe. You might be right about that. Look, I, you know, I, I've said before, they can never go back to extra innings, and it's it's insane to me that they don't do the extra inning thing in the playoffs. I, that's the best thing they've ever done in baseball is, is putting a runner on second base in the extra innings. It's the greatest product yeah, they've ever I don't, had. Yeah, I don't uh, – The product I, is so just, good. It's so good. The forced action is so – good you have yeah. to watch you don't just hit how many times would you say the game's going to extra innings i just don't have it in me i'm going to bed i mean that i don't know it was always the way that it would work with you, me you don't think that that, that that's going to change in the new cba what do you mean you, you think they're good do you think they're going to keep well i don't the, know the, the I, extra I, innings role? I don't know how everybody feels about it i know as a consumer it's the best product they've ever had i'm a baseball it's, purist and i don't hate it it's the product is so good I have to watch. The Orioles stink, and if I find out they're in extra innings, i got to turn the game on because action is going to occur. I'm not just going to sit around and watch guys strike out for innings. Something is going to happen. I, it's so good. It's the best thing they've ever done, and I get it. I'm not trying to be absurd and say start every inning with a runner on second base. I, I understand like the game still has to be the game at some point, but you play the game for nine innings. You get a whole baseball game. Well, if that's reason, not enough, one of the reasons, force the action. One of the reasons this resonates with you is you were born on third base, actually. Yeah, you yeah, as, as you know, as you know, I had a lot of advantages in my life, which is why I wear nothing but free uh, 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 khakis that I was given uh, by my parents at Christmas every year. Um, a big uh, born on third base. I guy. thought that was an appropriate segue. Yeah, something like well, To what? To segue to what? <laughs> no, I don't know. Just to pick on you a little. Oh, okay. Right. I look, I would. this is what I would do. Nobody asked me, but I'm telling you, right. I'd make all the games seven innings. I'd play 130 games a year. I'd start the season on April 20th. I would end it just after Labor Day. I'd play all the games seven innings. If it's tied after seven, I'd play two more innings of real baseball, and then I'd try your your gimmicky thing in the 10th. That's what I would do. I'd make all the games seven innings, and you'd only play 130 games, and we wouldn't be playing in November. Well, I'm definitely – or, but again, or, but again, or again, at the end of March. But is that going to solve Buster Olney's problem? Is that going to solve like this beef that people like? Or is that going to change anything by the time you get to the playoffs about whether or not guys, teams are going to use their starting pitchers more? Um, I don't know, but I mean, obviously, I think just the the reduction of games from one sixty two to one thirty would certainly mean less workload for people. Now, the argument, of course, with the players would be, well, we're not taking less money, right, and, and right, therein would lie the rub. Oh right? yeah, that's like, why they would never they would never agree to that. Right? right yeah, this we're, is a fantasy. Correct. It's not the only happen. the only. The only way the players would ever agree to a truncated season like that would be if they got the same money or more. And the math would never work because the TV network, TV networks and the regional networks would say, well, we, we can't give you more money. We're, we're airing less games. Right. Now, your counter argument to that would be, but they're better games. And their argument would be, really? How? So you, it's fantasy. It would never happen. Drew Forrest, I just think baseball – the general summary of baseball, to me, is it's too long in every single fashion. It's too long, right? It's season's too long, the games are too long, the at-bats are too long, and that's why they've tried to speed the game up. Everything about baseball is too long. This is that simple. I, it, it, I, I it, hear you. I Look, I hear you. I hear you. I think there could even be an argument. Again, we do this all the time about scoring, right? People, do people want scoring or do they want action? And, and and therein lies, we used to do this in the soccer business all the time. We would 
sitting in a room with all these owners who had never played soccer in their life, and they wanted more goals. Make the goals wider. Make the goals wider. And my argument would always be to them, it isn't about scoring. It's about action. Fans just want to see action. The goals don't have to be bigger. You just need more action. You want more action? Here's how you get more action. Take one player off the field. Make it four on four instead of five right. on five. You'll have more right. action, which right. is what they do in the NHL. Yep. Right. In overtime. They yes. want to get the game over with in overtime. They take two players off the ice. Hey, Drew, let me or a play. Let, let me ask you a question. Hang on, and, hang on, Paul. Before you do that, I got to reset. Drew Forrester, Drew's Morning Dish is with us, and today the hour number one is in the books. It was brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Is there anything, by the way, on the Oktoberfest menu at Glory Days Grill that you haven't tried yet, Drew? Uh, anything at all? I'd have to look at the menu, but probably. Not. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. the The Oktoberfest menu is insane. They're out of fish and chips in Towson because of me. I believe I didn't know that. You know what's really funny? For all the years I'm going to Glory Days Grill, I never knew they did the Friday fish fry. I had no oh. idea that was a oh. thing. Um, so good. The chicken schnitzel is amazing. The brewer sausage platter is otherworldly. They do this thing with their mashed potatoes during the Oktoberfest menu where they like mix them in with onions. It's just it's so perfect. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website to find out more. Get your order in tonight. Have dinner at Glory Days Grill. You're, I promise you it's going to be more pleasant than whatever it is that you were planning on doing. All right, go ahead, Paul. I'm sorry. All right, Glenn. Uh, not Glenn. I'm sorry. All right, Drew. So you you would say, let's say Major League ba- Baseball came to Drew Forrester and said, we want to make you the new commissioner of Major League Baseball. It's the worst idea I've ever heard in my uh, life. Uh, absolutely. But uh, and you want to do seven he inning absolutely. games. <laughs> no, he's right. It's the worst idea. It's the, I've, I've heard a lot of bad ideas. This is by far the worst idea ever. So they wanna, you want to do seven inning games that start on April 22nd. Um, 130 game season starts on April 22nd. You never play in November, and th- and that's all good and well. Th- that's maybe not so much a bad idea. But you're doing seven inning games. If you're the owners, do you would you drop the price the prices of tickets and the prices of concessions and whatnot because now people aren't getting what they what they originally paid for, which is 162 games and nine innings of baseball. Uh, because your ideas are great, and maybe this isn't pushing the conversation forward, and if it's not, I apologize. But I'm, but I'm interested to know, um, if they were to go with seven inning games, are you still charging the same amount for tickets? Well, you, you couldn't. Well, the answer is yes, you'd have to, because you couldn't, you couldn't reduce the player salaries. Because they would never go for that. You couldn't say to the players, you're working less, so we're going to pay you 20% less or 10% less. They would never go for it. Yep. So you would have to keep everything the same and just say, like they've done with double headers. These are the games. There's seven innings, and this is how we're going to play it. You're still seeing the same players. They might not get up four and a half times a game. Now they might get up 3.75 times a game. But it's the same concept. And I, I, the other thing I would say, too, I would almost make another argument Again, going back to the scoring versus action thing, I might even move all the, all the walls in 15, 10 or 15 more feet. Now, what that also might do is make the games longer because you might have eight home runs a game. Yeah. They were in a baseball league. Yeah. That's I don't a, know. Yeah, that's, that's rough. But that's I'm just rough. saying, I, I, there is definitely an argument to me, and it's been a while, it's been around for a long time. There is an argument that it's just, baseball's just too long, period. Everything about it, and this is why, and, and they know this. It's not a secret. That's why they've said X amount of time to make pitches. That's why they've said you can only you got to face three batters when you come in. They know the games are too long, and the season's too long, and the whole thing's too long, and they know it. But there's only certain parts of it that they're allowed to change, and they want to change, and, you know, I get it. I, I, in, in, in a weird kind of way, 
it's funny, right, about college basketball and the difference between college basketball and pro basketball. It's only eight minutes, right? But it's really 24 minutes. Right, because there's stoppages, and yes, 100%. College basketball, the game comes on at 9 o'clock, and unless it's overtime, it ends at 10.58. Right, right. No, pro basketball, right. if the game comes on at 7.30, it ends at 10.15. You're right. You're right about that. I can't believe I'm saying the words you're right, but you're right. And by the way, even even John so, Proctor said so I can't believe at, I'm saying this, but I agree college with game, If you look at the college game, they got it right. It's two 20-minute halves. If we can't figure out who the better team is in 40 minutes, then we're doing it wrong. And in the pro game, they're they're going to play 48 minutes. And everybody says, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tune in when there's five minutes left in the fourth quarter. That's, that's when. I, I mean, you and I have had this conversation forever. Yeah. I do this every January. I turn a game on at 940, and the score always, always is either at 940. It's either 89-68, and one of the teams is totally not trying, or it's 93-90, and you're watching it. Yep. Like they, there is never well, any in between. Anymore, there's they're higher score than that. But I get what you're saying. I completely. But yeah, but that. I mean, there. But and and I would also say that seventy four percent of the time, when you turn a game on on Wednesday night between Sacramento and Portland at you know eleven fifty seven, the score is ninety one to sixty eight, and Portland isn't trying anymore. John from Little Rock's coming after us. John says, I disagree with you guys on going to the event. There is nothing like seeing a football game live, especially when it's rare you get to actually go in person. Well, John, you might have a different, because you live in Arkansas now, you might have a different perspective on, on being able to go to the game. To say that we're jaded, I, 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 I again, I, I hate agreeing with Drew, but I utterly agree with Drew. Going, the experience of going to an NFL football game, to me, is, mis- is miserable. It's miserable. And, and by the way, they've gone out of their way to try to make it good. That's the hilarious right. part, right? Right. And part they of it, do. And I'm and I'm obviously I'm just using the Ravens. I mean, I've been to a lot of stadiums, but I don't. I'm not. I don't pay attention to that much of the promotional or the or the production. But when you go to the Ravens game from the very beginning until the very end, they're going out of their way to try to keep you entertained, and is and they still don't. Uh, it's, right? It's a fact. It's a fact. I'm not debating any of it. It's a fact. I mean, again, they. I, Where are you going, it's, All right. All right. You do whatever. We, we got to go. We got to go. No, no. I, I, look, I am. I don't know what the answer is because, again, I think we're, we're doing with two different things. To prioritizing starting pitching, I, I, I actually understand why the players might end up saying to themselves, this is a problem. If every team just starts bullpenning, then, then no pitcher is going to get three hundred million dollar contract ever again, right? Like I can understand why the players might want to have something to do about it, but to say to the manager of a baseball team, you've got to prioritize starting pitching over winning, and particularly in the postseason when you have to win the games, that's nuts. That's nuts to me. That well, concept. I one hundred percent could see the the pitchers saying, "This is garbage," right? Like. Right. I, how, we how, want to make our money. How am I going to get? Yeah. How am I get? It would be similar. I mean, we already have a quarterback who's a running back, so it, it works out well for us. It would be similar to saying to the quarterback, "On running plays, we're just going to snap the ball to the running back, and you come out of the game." The quarterback would eventually say, "Oh, so you mean I'm, I'm only coming in when I throw?" Uh, I, I mean, you know, now we would be different in Baltimore because we want our guy to run, but. In Drew Brees' career, if they would have just snapped the ball to the running back every time instead of Drew Brees, he would have played 50% less of the plays. They also kind of started doing that, Drew Brees, at the end of his career. Correct. Yeah, right. Right. But, I mean, it, it is, 
and loosely it would be the same concept. You would eventually say, well, we only used the quarterback. We only threw the ball 27 times in this game, and, we, and we're giving this guy $45 million. He only played 27 plays. I hear you. I hear you, man. So I get it. I hear you. All right. Uh, what else is going on in your world? That's it. I'm unavailable next Wednesday. No, that's, I'll be in, that's just a sh- real Tampa. shame. What do you do? Oh, you got to go to Tampa. What are you doing in Tampa? Golf? Tampa called. They asked me to come down yeah, there. They did that really. They're you try to fix the baseball Tampa problem called. down there. You got to try to. Tampa fix called that. and said, "Come on down." I said, "Okay, I'll, I got to be." I, I have spent my life killing the Rays. I I did not know until it got as loud as it got this postseason how far because I've never been. I've never been to a game at Tropicana Field because it's the the most awful looking it's stadium awful. I've ever seen in my life. I did it's not awful. realize how bloody far away it was from Tampa. I had no forty minutes clue. How insanely! Like I knew it wasn't in Tampa. I didn't know how insane it was that it was that far outside of Tampa and away from. I said this to a lot of people about the Coyotes over the years. Like people kill the Coyotes because nobody goes to the games. You have no clue how far away Glendale is from from Phoenix. You have no idea Look, how insane Tampa it was. State, downtown Tampa to the St. Petersburg Baseball Stadium is from Baltimore to the exit for 495 in DC. That's how far it is. I mean, it's nuts. No, it is. I hear you. I hear you. It's nuts. It's, it's nuts. It, it literally is a forty a forty minute drive. It's nuts. I can't. I and I and I feel bad for saying some of the things I say. Not because I think they're a great fan base or anything along. I think Tampa is always going to be a transient area and it's always going to have problems. But I feel bad for some of the more disparaging things that I've said because I one hundred percent. If they said. Uh, uh, Baltimore, congratulations, Baltimore's got a hockey team. They're going to be playing uh, in Cecil County on the state line between uh, Cecil County and Delaware. Right. It ain't going to work. Right. It's, it's ne- that's, that's insane. That's not a thing. That's not real. Baltimore doesn't have a hockey that's team. A, that's a good comparison. It's, it's, I, you know what's weird? I've always felt bad about some of the disparaging things I've said about you, and then I realized, no, I haven't. No, no you don't. No, you don't. Not whatsoever. All right, DrewsMorningDish.com. At it's a hooded four iron on Twitter. That's how you follow him. All right, pal. Uh, enjoy your enjoy your bye week in Tampa. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Drew Forrester checking in with us on a Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Our technology problems are continuing. I, I don't know. We just technology is a bitch. There's nothing else I can say. We're doing. Everything. I'm pretty sure none of this is my fault. I don't know if that's true or not. I could not tell you. But I'm going to blame you anyway, pal. That's uh, the yeah, way it's yeah. going to work. I'm, as, I'm almost certain none the, of this is my fault. As the producer of the show, you're going to have to take that. You're going to have to acknowledge and say, you know what? I screwed up. It's my fault. The internet sucks. Um, we're going to bring you the Tyus Bowser show now. I, I am in no ways prepared to be able to do that, unfortunately, because of technology reasons. I'm hoping we can do that before the show is over, but I can't even guarantee that, unfortunately. That's the extent that we're having technology problems this morning that um, I'm trying to deal with, as also uh, host a show to the best of my abilities. And so, and I got to deal with Forrester. So, you know, th- that's where we are. I apologize wholeheartedly that that's the case. I do know that my buddy Greg Rosenthal from NFL Network and NFL.com is going to check in here in just a few minutes. Our number two of the program is brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort or perhaps convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or whether you're, you know, maybe your focus is sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. All right, uh, a couple things I want to touch on related to the Ravens. Um, News, obviously, yesterday about Ronnie Stanley. News today about Nick Boyle. We'll talk about that when we come back in. It is a Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio.
Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Hi, it's Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. You know, a lot of things change with the season this time of year. The leaves change, temperatures change, your clothing changes. But the one thing that stays rock solid is the quality windows, installation, and customer service from Window Nation. Plus, their amazing offer, buy two windows, get two free, plus pay nothing for two full years. They never cut corners when it comes to quality and transparency from start to finish. Call 866-90NATION today or online at windownation.com. It's the perfect time for Window Nation, the perfect fit. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs. But not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. The offseason is upon us, but baseball never sleeps. Hi, I'm Zach Goodman, and you can find me on the Batteron with host Paul Valley every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon. We've got the best local coverage on every trade and signing, plus every update on the new CBA negotiations. You can watch us live at facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio. That's the Batteron every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon for the best in offseason baseball coverage. Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right. Uh, yeah, just a, just a bit of a mess, but we're going to work through it. We're going to do our best today. It's uh, things that are out of our control. We apologize profusely, um, but it's what it is, and we continue on here on a Wednesday edition of the program. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single-game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. I should have John from Little Rock do that read moving forward because he had such a good time when he was in town going to the game. I should have him do the uh, the Ravens read moving forward and, and talk about what a great experience it was. And a part of it, by the way, too, for me is um, it's, it has nothing to do with the Ravens. It's, I feel the same way in any in any market. I like I my wife had never gone to a game in Pittsburgh, and so after I got off the beach, she asked me if I would take her to a game in Pittsburgh once, and I was like, I, I it, it's dreadful to me. It's just dreadful. But it's it, it to me, it's not unique to the team. It's not. It's it is unique to. How much am I going to have to deal with thousands of drunks and invading my space? And I'm, I'm a, you know, a shaking my fist at the clouds type of guy. And then combine that on Sundays with the fact that there are games going on at the same time. So, John, to your point, I know you went to a, a primetime game. It would be a little bit different for me in a primetime game 
because there wouldn't be as many things that I'd want to be distracted by, right? There wouldn't be other things going on. The playoff game, that type of thing. Like, I I am the type that wants to know what's happening in other games. I want to, to have the option of checking in and seeing highlights and watching the halftime show and getting updates. Um, and I'm also over, like, again, a night game, the weather's typically going to be nicer than, obviously, by the time you get to the playoffs, it's not. I am also very much a person that's over the weather thing. Like, when I... I went to the week one game against the Bills a number of years ago, and it was 1,000 degrees. And I was just like, I don't, I don't want to be here. And it's the same way I feel about baseball games in the summer. I don't want it when it's 1,000 degrees outside. Somebody's like, let's go to a Sunday afternoon game. I'm like, no bloody chance. No chance do I want to go to a Sunday afternoon game in the middle of the summer. That sounds horrendous to me. Now, you know, a night game, the sun's going to go down. It's not quite as miserable. Like, you know, that, I might be more inclined to do that. Um, with football, it's, it's problematic. We only get about five weeks anymore with perfect fall weather. And so and this year, it might not even end up being five. It might end up being three. Um, the, the, I, the weather impacts me any longer, too. Like, that's, that is a problem for me as well. But I'm saying a lot of those things are related to me, as Drew was pointing out. They're not, it's not the Ravens' fault. Like, the Ravens do a tremendous job of in-game entertainment and, um, you know, trying to make it as pleasant an experience as possible. And they, they, made, they made upgrades to the stadium in recent years. I still think there's a lot of things they need to do. Um, it's way more about me any longer than it is anything else. Whereas if I go over to a Towson football game on a Saturday afternoon, I can sit down very close for a very cheap price. I can buy the kids, you know, pretzels and hot dogs, and it's not going to cost me a billion dollars. And if they want to go down and play on the moon bounce um, in the third quarter, that's totally fine because it's not the end of the world to me if I miss a play or two. Whereas if I miss a play or two at the Ravens game, I'm going to be pretty pissed off about that. And I know from the games that I've gone to how long it takes to go get a drink or how long it takes to go to the bathroom when you're at a game. You're going to miss plays. Like, it's going to happen. There's no way to do it. Or you're going to spend all of halftime. It's standing, you're going to stand in a 20-minute line at halftime in order to try to go do something like that. So, Well, some of the, one of the problems that both stadiums in Baltimore have is the closed concourse, right? Yeah, sure. So, so like, if you go to Pittsburgh, if you go to PNC Park – you can see the game action the entire time that you're going to get a drink, that you're going to get food. At Camden Yards and at M&T Bank Stadium, it's completely closed off except for the, t- the ramps to get right. back to your seats. Right. I think that's a huge issue. And I think a bigger, a bigger issue that we maybe didn't talk about is the traffic getting home. It takes you two hours to get out of those parking lots. You go, you go to, at a Ravens game, yes. Yeah, it, t- it takes you two, out, two hours to get out. Correct. Look, man. Again, that's me. That's and these are these are. I, I've talked about these problems. That these are things that need to be addressed. It's not. It's not the Ravens' fault. The public transportation in this city is garbage in the state. Um, that's a bigger problem that that any number of politicians are responsible for and haven't addressed. Like there are bigger problems at hand here than just that. But it's why, to me, the experience of going to an NFL game sucks. I mean, I just. It's not for me. I don't want to do it any longer. But I love watching it. I mean, if there's a game on, I'm watching. Right. I'm watching. I'm choosing to. The Case Keenum is going to play quarterback tomorrow night against Teddy Bridgewater, and I will be watching every is, moment of the game. Is I will he be starting? Watching. Yes, Case Keenum is starting for the Browns. Uh, yeah, you, you a Baker Mayfield owner? No, 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 no. I, I just I, I'm I'm surprised because oh. Baker saying was was saying he's going to yes. be out there. He came back in after dislocating that shoulder. Case Keenum is starting tomorrow night, and I will be watching. That's the way it's going to go. All right, uh, quickly, as far as some Ravens news, Ronnie Stanley, um, obviously that's bad. You know, I it certainly didn't have a good feeling about it as long you know, as it went. It was weird that they never put him on IR. That's just still always going to be a weird bit to me that they never put him on IR. Um, they just kept waiting it out, but 
There's no way of getting around it. It's a it's a huge bummer. Um, they have held up without Ronnie Stanley, and they're five and one without Ronnie Stanley. So I can't be panicked about it. I think the bigger concern is the question of will Ronnie Stanley be the same when he returns next year, right? Like that's the bigger it. You know, is Ronnie Stanley still going to be the same caliber of player? But we can't possibly know that until we get to next year. A lot of people have brought up the idea that this is why the Orlando Brown trade was a mistake. That yes, he can yell and scream, but you didn't know for sure that Ronnie Stanley was going to be able to play a full season and for you to trade away another tackle was going to be a problem. I I hear you. Um, other people have pointed out Orlando Brown hasn't played all that well in Kansas City this year. And, you know, I don't know how much of an upgrade he would be at this point for the Baltimore Ravens if he was playing. Now, the Ravens, as it turns out, weren't. Ron, Orlando Brown probably a better run blocker than a pass blocker. And that might be part of the problem. But, you know, I, the Ravens have had to throw the ball a lot this season, as it turns out, too. I, I don't know. I don't have that answer for what Orlando Brown would be if he was still in Baltimore and playing left tackle. I don't know. I also know it became an awkward situation where he didn't want to be here, and he wanted to play left tackle, and that wasn't promised him in Baltimore. And so I don't, I don't know if that could have ever worked out. My gut is, those of you that say, yeah, he would have threatened to sit out, but he would never actually done it because he had give up money in that process, you know, yeah, you're probably right. He probably would have played. It, it might have been an awkward distraction for the team, but he ultimately probably would have played. The fact that you thought you were getting Ronnie Stanley back clearly played a role in that decision. I, I get the second guessing, but I don't think it's a ve- I don't think it's as cut and dry as people are making it out to be where this is proof that that was a mistake. It was a very complicated situation. Do you want one more season of Orlando Brown, or do you want the next five to six years of Adafi Owe? Um, you know, sure, you can look at it that way, and somebody would say, you know, at a right amount of money, maybe Orlando Brown would have stayed, right? Like, maybe you could have gotten him off the left tackle thing by just offering him a certain amount of money, right? I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's very complicated. Clearly, Adafi Owe looks great. Um, I, I, th- there is no simple answer to any of this to me. There, there isn't. There is not a simple answer to any of this and it's also not straight up the Ravens had to give their second it's not like they acquired an extra first round pick only in that trade too they also had to give something up in order to move into Mm -hmm. the first round so would they have gotten a really good player with the pick they had anyway and still gotten another year of Orlando Brown there is so much complication to this that we want to make it simple we want to simplify it and say you know, this is why you shouldn't have traded Orlando Brown, or this is why it was, you know, obviously Adafi always proved that it was a great thing to trade Orlando Brown. It's never quite as simple as we want it to be. So I I understand it. I don't I think ultimately they probably did what was right by the Ravens. It's a bummer that it hasn't worked out with Ronnie Stanley. That's a huge bummer. There's no way of getting around that. And hopefully, you know, the guys they have will largely be able to stay healthy for the rest of the year because it's really starts to get problematic. You lose like Alejandro Villanueva has been banged up, and you know, could argue didn't have a great game on on Sunday. Not, it's clearly not as bad as he was in Week One, mm-hmm. but from the standard that he had set, this was maybe his worst game this past week. Um, if if he gets hurt, now you're really thin uh, at offensive tackle. Now you're talking about Tyree Phillips having to be your left tackle, and you know you're really thin at that point. So the depth becomes a problem. But um, you just hope that's not the case, and you hope the guys you have can continue to hold up as the year goes on. Nick Boyle has been designated to return. Uh, the word is, reports say he's going to return to practice today, so that opens up a three-week window for him. Um, I, I will tell you that I saw Nick recently, and he told me he was close, and I kind of alluded to that with you guys. Like, I, 
I tried to lay that out there without, you know, putting it on too thick. Um, you know, the bye week is in there, so I'd, I'd be stunned. I'd be stunned if Nick Boyle was on the field this Sunday. Like, I'd, it seems to time out quite well to have him on the practice field, get him through the bye week, and then have him come back after that. That would seem to be the most likely scenario for me when it comes to Nick Boyle moving forward. So hopefully that ends up being the case. And in terms of trying to establish the run more, that would be a a massive benefit for the Ravens in how they look to run the football to have Nick Boyle back on the field. That is clearly one of his great strengths is he's maybe the best run-blocking tight end in all of football. So um, that's good news, and uh, and hopefully we see Nick Boyle here in a couple of weeks. All right, going to grab a break. When we come back in, Greg Rosenthal, NFL Network, NFL.com. He's going to check in with us. We'll do that next. Uh, Glenn Clark Radio also brought to you today by the Stan the Fan Variety Hour. If you missed it, Stan and Ross Grimsley caught up with Dan Duquette on Monday night to talk a little baseball. Perhaps you've heard of him. He's he's pretty famous in these parts. Um, but that's not all. Tonight, they're going to put the finishing touches on a great event that happened over the weekend. They're going to do a special show with Jeff Newman, the executive director of the Maryland Five Star event, which was tremendous this weekend. Uh, so that'll be him and Gary Stein having that conversation tonight at 8, facebook.com slash Sports. And if you miss it, you can see it tomorrow, pressboxonline.com slash video. It is Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser Show. Hi, it's Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. You know, a lot of things change with the season this time of year. The leaves change, temperatures change, your clothing changes. But the one thing that stays rock solid is the quality windows, installation, and customer service from Window Nation. Plus, their amazing offer, buy two windows, get two free, plus pay nothing for two full years. They never cut corners when it comes to quality and transparency from start to finish. Call 866-90NATION today or online at windownation.com. It's the perfect time for Window Nation, the perfect fit. I love you more than rock and roll. I love you more than a swimming hole. I love you more than pinball, but not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash and Ravens prizes. I love you more than gumballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. I love driving my tractor trailer. And just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation, State Highway Administration. 
The latest issue of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who may well be the Ravens' next true defensive superstar in the lineage of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs. Also inside, we introduce you to Maryland Navy, Towson, and Morgan State football players and everything you need to know for football betting as it launches in Maryland. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You've got questions. They've got answers. Sure, I mean, we'll go with that. It's Glenn and Paul on Glenn Clark Radio. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. All right, I promise we're going to talk football with our next guest. I know it's very difficult for me to do that because all I want to talk to him about is the great Paula Bedosa getting her first career tournament win, which to me is the story of 2021 beyond sports, entertainment, politics. It's the most important thing that's happened all year. Uh, you hear him on uh, the very successful podcast, Courts of Thunder, which is the number two podcast in all of Costa Rica. And I'll have you know that. He is my friend Greg Rosenthal, NFL Network, NFL.com, and he's back with us on GCR. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm just here for you. This is about you, Glenn. This is me giving you an excuse to talk Bedosa. Oh, all I want to do is talk about Paola Bedosa. By the way, I got it wrong. It's the Dominican. We're the number two podcast in all of the Dominican Republic, not the uh, in not Costa Rica. I, I think that's better, though. I'd prefer it to be the Dominican Republic. Um, for those that don't know, on our show, Courts of Thunder, I discovered uh, Paola Bedosa during the French Open. <laughs> And no one had ever heard of her before. It was I made this discovery. It was I was the only one, and it, she's all I've talked about since that moment. I am an obsessed Palabadosa fan, and there have been some ups and downs, some trials and tribulations over the year. But she had the week of her life at Indian Wells last week, which is a huge tournament that they just played in the fall this year, and Greg was supposed to go to. Um, but oh my God, like she beat everybody. She beat everybody over the span of a week, and I could not have been happier. It was, it was just the greatest thing that's ever happened in the history of tennis, Greg. I, I know you agree, obviously. Of, of course I do. And she beat Victoria Azarenka, who's won that tournament a couple times in the final. Classic. Uh, as close as can be. Has the personality. Like, knocked over great players. That's the thing. When you win a big tournament like this, you don't want to kind of, like, sneak up on it and this one didn't get as much attention as if it was in its normal you know march time right. slot i feel like um but she ran through it and uh i don't know if it's been that up and down a year i mean she kind of came out of nowhere and she's in the top 10 and no you're right she's, she's race right now so she she's had a pretty pretty great upward climb she has she's been very girl. consistent no it was awesome it was tremendous uh the weirdest men's tournament maybe i've ever seen in my life what a bizarre men's tournament that ended up being um, with Nori and Basilashvili ending up in the final. It was so strange. Uh, but the women's tournament was outstanding, and the final was one of the best matches of the year. I mean, it was just absolutely awesome. But Yeah, I hate, I hate being that guy, but it, I, really, um, I really do think women's tennis, and going into next year, you know, I know this isn't the time your people pay attention as much, but I think it's at like almost an all-time high for me as a sport. Yep. I just think as a sport, uh, it's, it's rolling right now. Like, if you actually just watch the matches and get to know the players like i, I have never enjoyed it more than right it's now. incredible but those is a big value add 
All right. Well, I would. I'll, I'll get fired if I do any more of this. I asked. That's it. That's this it. Is, I wanted I, to hear your take. Dude, I thought you were going to have some great inside analysis. I mean, she I was. She was it. tremendous. I mean, I just. This okay. is. It was just a tremendous week, and 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 we know. I've told you before. As a player, she can do a little bit of everything, and she was awesome. Yep. I also watched a little bit of the uh, TFO Murray match yesterday, which was a lot of fun. So. Um, uh, Andy Murray won that one. Uh, that was a great match. That went to a tiebreak in the third set as well. So it's you know, look, I'm still watching tennis, but it's just me. It's only me at this point. I, I in fact, I asked Greg if he would do another episode of Courts of Thunder with me, and he was like, "Dude, <laughs> <laughs> that's not true." I mean, it's just yeah. I was I was in London for part of it. Yeah, uh, going to a great Jets Falcons game, and I have to admit, uh, my tennis my tennis is going to pick up. My tennis watching. Up in, in January. You say that. We don't know if any of the players are going to go to Australia now because you got to be vaxxed. True, you got to be vaxxed. Oh, God. It's such a infuri- What an infuriating country we live in, or world we live in, I guess, in this case. God, it's so infuriating. All right. Um, what do we say? This is a boring week for us in Baltimore, Greg, because the Ravens are really good, but that's just sort of the end of it. They're really good. <laughs> like, there's no controversy. There's no. They're just really good. It's That's it's remarkable. Like it's it's unbelievably remarkable what's happening here, and I I don't know what to make of it because somebody would say, can you really sustain this dealing with as many injuries as they've dealt with? I, I don't know, man. Like they they've won five of their six games, could have easily won the sixth, and they just demolished a really good team on Sunday. So maybe they can. Maybe they can sustain this all year long despite the many many injuries and not getting Ronnie Stanley back all year. I mean, what a spoiled. Um, way to start this conversation. What are you it's say, boring. Bro? Yo, you, Lamar Jackson's your quarterback. You're you're out there, We're... you know, uh, handing the ball off to like the 2013 like collection of Broncos, you know, running backs. Like it is very exciting that Lamar Jackson. Nobody's is... saying it's not exciting. It's just th- there's nothing controversial about it. They're just really good. Like they're really, and they can do a lot of different things. They they have been terrible at running the football until Sunday. All of a sudden, they you know right. they they ran it down the Chargers' throats. And I don't know if that's because the Chargers are just a terrible run defense, which they are, or if the Ravens have really figured something out that's going to be able to work the rest of the year. But I mean, I what, what do you say? They're just really, really good. It's truly remarkable what it is they're doing, given everything they've been up against. I still had my doubts though until Sunday, in 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 the sense that like I just hadn't seen it from the defense. And this right. Been typical under Wink Martindale that they start out the season pretty slow and they kind of figure out what they have very Patriots like I think uh, and absolutely close the season out in November and December defensively better so you're already starting to see that improvement um, but I, I do worry about the talent there whether they can generate you know any pass rush when when the blitz isn't working like against Kansas City when you can't do it and then uh, the running game like it almost feels like. You have to have that, and last week was a, a great sign, uh, but it also felt like those holes were so big, you could have like timed those plays with a sundial. It yeah. was like almost a test of like how big of a hole do we need to get Freeman and Murray and especially Bell through it. So they're fascinating to me because they got to four and one. I don't think like playing their best ball. No. They just won. They won some close games, and they're scrappy and all this stuff. Uh, but they're also the team, I would say, more than any in the entire AFC that I would expect to have a like a former Patriots like uh, improvement in November, December as the season go because that's what like great coaching staffs do. And at this point, I'm putting the Ravens in that class, and uh, it's scary for the rest of the AFC. The Browns are struggling. I'm not really buying the Bengals as like a long term thing. 
and suddenly it feels like they should win this division. I, I don't disagree with any of those things. But, but you know, obviously, th- this is the NFL, and goofy things happen, and I can change my opinion in three weeks, and, and it's what it is. I, I'm also not... I'm not ready to bury the Chiefs either. Like, I get it. It's been bad, oh, no. but they still ha- Patrick Mahomes is still their quarterback. And, you know, I-, I-, I am in no world ready to say, like, they're not ultimately still the team that you're going to have to beat in the postseason. Like, that's. Oh, yeah. I-, I would still say Bills, Chiefs, Ravens are the three teams to me. And I don't feel um, any different, much different, really, about the Chiefs or Bills than I did to start the season. The Ravens actually do feel different. I'm yeah, more optimistic. I'm more optimistic, but the Chiefs, I have almost zero concern uh, about them long-term compared to where they were coming into this season, which I didn't think they were locked to win this thing. But they, they are literally leading the NFL in yards per drive, points per drive. Uh, I just don't think these turnovers, which for the most part, if you really break them down one by one, have been fairly fluky, are going to be a thing all season long. Greg Rosenthal is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. So the Ravens have been more aggressive um, in season trying to make trades since Eric Dacosta's taken over. The Yannick Ngakwe thing did not work out a year ago, but this is this is who they are now. Like they attempt to address their issues. It is, I I, I think right now that running back and tackle are the things that jump out. They they're not going to get Ronnie Stanley back. While they did run the ball well on Sunday, we're still talking about a group of backs that you can't have a slew of confidence in. Are there players that are going to be out there that might be able to help the Baltimore Ravens? Sure, you should always be able to find a running back. Although, you know, the Ravens have have tried it. have tried it with kind of leftover guys. I think there's probably a trade to be made there. None pop off the top of my head. You know what does, though, at tackle? Is uh, Isaiah Wynn of the Patriots' first-round pick. Okay. Four years ago, I have no idea if he would be available, but he—they are not in love with him. He's been benched sometimes. He's been playing. He's been hurt, um, but he also played pretty well his first three seasons in the league. These are two teams that like to do business together, and he just seems like one of those Belichick players that that the Patriots are done with. Interesting. <laughs> and he's played a lot of quality left tackle in the NFL, and he's a young player who was a first round pick. And and I do think that the. I'm with you. I think the Ravens might be looking for for a tackle in the next. That's interesting. Weeks. I didn't know about Isaiah Wynn. That's really interesting. The, the running back thing is interesting too, Greg, because like you're not supposed to trade for running backs in the NFL anymore, right? Like you're just supposed to be able to Send find a six. You see, like you know, if, Alex, if they want to give up Alexander Madison for a, a fifth or a sixth in Minnesota, sure, like, I would do that. I mean, Marlon Mack's name has come up a bunch, obviously this season. No, don't need him. Okay, he, there he, he's another like kind of the guys they have right now. He's coming off a serious injury, so he just hasn't had that juice this year. I've been watching him. I'm, by the way, what you just said, I'm I'm in favor of. Like somebody, James Robinson's name came up. I'm like that. Yeah, you know, yeah I, I would do that too. But but I what really would you have to give up to get James Robinson? Like what? What would that like? Wouldn't that have to be more like a third or a fourth round pick? Yeah, then then I might not bother. Maybe a fourth. Um, and once you get into that third day, it's pretty much lottery tickets. <laughs> except except that the Ravens love so. the Ravens I, love having fourth round picks. Like they they are obsessed with it. I don't know how to, and they have got like five next year. It's insane. I don't know how right, to explain but, it. But, but that's all the more reason. Okay, then then use one on James Robinson because like. You're going for a Super Bowl right now, and and I'm I you were you called it on Tyson Williams that Tyson Williams that he was not gonna it's not a keep thing getting run. It's not a thing. I tried telling everybody like this this bit where we were all falling in love with Tyson Williams. I, I it made but no sense. But here's the thing: I I'm still not. I still haven't given up if they don't make a trade because you have to have more juice than they have in the backfield right now. 
and I I know they see it, and I know maybe maybe he can't improve on what's lacking, but he has juice. He can run the ball. He has explosiveness. I, Murray, I guess, of the three that they have, uh, has the best chance, but I just don't think they're going to be like an incredibly special run-blocking group this year. Yep. And you got to have someone who has juice, and those guys just don't have it. I think last week, you know, to answer your question, I think was a little bit of a mirage. Lamar helps you so much. Lamar's playing, for the most part, uh, better than ever, yep. uh, and, and that's going to help everyone. Uh, but I just think you, you, they're they're below that baseline of like, yeah, you don't need a running back. It's like you need someone better than what they got. Hey, are we at the point? Uh, this is a I I happen to have Lee Steinberg asked to come on my show last week, right? And I love Lee. He's you know amazing story and what he's overcome, um, alcoholism. I I'm ha- I like the guy a lot personally. I also understand he's an agent and he has his own interests. But I was talking to him about it, and and again, understanding his own personal interests, he's like, I don't know why the Ravens. There's this assumption that the Patrick Mahomes contract was only ever going to be for Patrick Mahomes, right? I think a lot of us said, like, this didn't, this isn't the new market for quarterbacks. This is one guy that's going to get this deal. And we're talking about it, and, and he said, why, why wouldn't Lamar Jackson get that deal? And again, accepting that he has an interest involved with this as an agent, I, I did start thinking about that. Like, if you're Lamar Jackson playing the way that you are right now, and, and you're negotiating your own deal... Why wouldn't you be saying, no, you're going to give me the Patrick Mahomes contract. That's the way this is going to work. I, I don't think that's a crazy thought, and I could see it happening. Um, I think the Patrick Mahomes deal is misunderstood by the public. It, you know, mo- Most people inside the league were like, oh, what a great deal for the Chiefs. Like, I, I can't believe the Chiefs did that. I can't believe that Mahomes gave up so much long-term leverage and right. control. Um, when you actually break it down, it seems very team-friendly. I mean, he's getting all the guaranteed money in the world, and I saw some ridiculous, like, anti-Mahomes-type tweet that oh my half time being like, what? they still own him, like, $99 million. Oh, I, what I, are you talking yeah, about? I, the one you're referring to came from, oh, I think it was either over the cap or spot track, and I'm like, what? this is, this is... I, I know we do a lot of bits to get attention on social media, but this is an overwhelming bad bit. Well, especially because, like I said, like everyone inside the league, I think, looks at that deal and thinks he's locked in for so long. He basically signed the rest of his career away um, to the Chiefs at a pretty normal rate. And, and to me, it reminds me so much of a, a lot of the contracts that Tom Brady signed, except just like longer. Uh, I, and, and I think Lamar could absolutely be in that uh, category. I think if he wanted to trade some long-term control and sign like a seven, eight, nine, ten-year deal and get those that huge number of guarantees, I kind of think the Ravens would just say like, "Okay, let's I mean, do it. I mean, let's what, do what, something like that." What would the argument against it be at this point? Like, what what could you possibly say? Back? I mean, if you're Lamar, the the argument against it is like, let's right. just sign more of a Dak Prescott. Deal right. And give, go me, four give me, give me, yeah. That's how people have done it in the past, and. I'll get another bite at the apple when things have changed in, in five years. But if, if you're the Ravens, I, I don't think there, I really don't think there is any, I mean, there isn't any argument. I really don't think so. I think it's just, it's a matter of time. It's just like, what does it really matter to us at least? Like how it slots in between Mahomes, Allen, Dak Prescott, it's going to be in there. It, it just is. It will. I have full confidence. I, I I agree with you. All right. What else? What what is what is interesting in your world? Like, what are you guys talking about on around the NFL? What, mm. I, we're so insulated here, right? Like, we're so, you know, the, the, the Ravens are great, and who cares about what else is going on in the world? Like, what else? What else is interesting right now? 
Um, you know, the, that division is interesting. I was going to say the Minnesota Vikings are weirdly like become a fascination. I, you know, it's funny what you said about the Bengals. We were talking. We had, um, you know, Aditi's one of my best friends. We had her on yesterday, and we were talking about that. Like, I, I, I think there are people in Baltimore that are nervous about the Bengals this week. Like, it's it's not an overwhelming confidence because you know the Bengals have looked good, and I think what it really is is a reflection of realizing you're going to be facing those two dudes. You're going to be facing Burrow and Chase for. You know, maybe the next decade, and like AJ Green came in here and whipped their ass with quarterbacks that weren't as good as, as Joe Burrow for for years. Like I, I think I don't. I, I probably agree with you that this year it's probably a bit too much of a hill to climb. But as they get more opportunities to put pieces around those two guys, and obviously Joe Mixon's been unbelievable. Like I, I do think they're a factor for a long time. Oh yeah, it's a winnable game for the Bengals. I would say the way the Bengals defense is playing right now, and then Burrow and Chase because of Burrow and Chase, like. Almost every game is winnable. They are a competitive, I think, you know, at worst eight or nine win team. Uh, and the juice that they're playing with on defense, I think, is probably what the Ravens fans, you know, might be surprised by. Uh, and, I, and I think that could play out on Sunday. It certainly won't be like a week ago where they're just running uh, all over this Bengals defense. It, there is something strange about defense that it's hard to keep it going year to year. And you look at the Bengals players. It's like they really only have one pass rusher. They don't have stars, but you watch them every week and the energy and the cohesion that they are playing with this year. I don't know if it's going to last, but, like, it's real. I think they are a top 10, very competitive, at least going to make you work for defense. And when you combine that with Burrow, who to me provided, like, a really interesting baseline of of competent, average to above-average starting quarterback play coming right off a torn ACL – and a couple guys like Chase and, and, and certainly Boyd and Higgins who can make plays on your own. And Hicks, you know, Mixon's a great running back. I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see it. Like, the Bengals could win this game. It's, it's certainly not out, out of control. I'm really curious to see how Burrow – I think they're going to blitz him like crazy. I'm curious to see how Burrow and this line handles it because they just haven't played a defense quite like the Ravens yet. Um, hey, we've, we've stopped talking about Aaron Rodgers for the most part because, you know, like he's the Packers quarterback and they're playing well, and so we're just sort of talking about that, like – what, do, do we have any more of a feel as where he's going to play next year? Hmm. No. I mean, I, I've always been in the camp that there's a big, better chance that something is going to happen this year and he's going to end up back there. Um, certainly the start they've had, I think, supports that idea just because, hey, look, they're 5-1. and one. They're all having fun. Like, it's fun to play football in Green Bay. He's still Aaron Rodgers. He's good. He's got Devontae Adams. Uh, but the fact that Adams didn't sign his contract, he, he seems to sort of want out. Uh, just makes you think that some sort of drama uh, down the stretch is coming. But yep. I think what fans kind of have missed is that he's not a free agent after this year. The Packers hold his rights. And so this whole, like, hey, we'll figure it out after the year, like, I don't really trust teams when, when it comes to that. I, 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 oh, boy. Oh, boy. I don't disagree <laughs> with that whatsoever. All right, buddy. Uh, around the NFL, of course, everybody should be listening and watching. Um, and, and, and remind me times when people can watch around the NFL. Oh yeah, we're on we're on TV Saturday mornings uh, on the East Coast, I believe seven to nine. There's some replays of the Around the NFL broadcast. But yeah, the the podcast rolling three times a week, four and, times a week. And and the other show, can I can I should we still be plugging that? Oh sure, game day game day views Friday nights. We got a little bit in the Sunday mornings. We got a little bit of a better time slot there. Where I've uh, I've not done well picking the Ravens this year. I mm. got to admit because mm. we picked lines. You know, we picked the lines too. Yep. And it's like the, I th- I did get the Lions covering. I remember that. 
Um, but last week, I got to admit, the Chargers got me. When you get a pick that wrong, um, you just feel... You know, shame, I was frankly. really, I was, re- I got to be honest with you, Greg. I was stunned because everyone here was picking the Chargers, and I'm like, have you guys not? Why? Like, they, have you seen the Ravens' offense? <laughs> like, I get it, the Chargers yeah. are good, but like, have you watched the Ravens' offense? Like, I get they struggled for a little bit against the Colts, but they even got it right then. Like, I was kind of blown away by that. Like, I and 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 probably to my, this is going to be my problem now is I'm just going to keep picking the Ravens because I'm just going to believe that their offense is going to be. I mean, I don't see I don't see many games on their schedule. You not that they're going to go undefeated. No, it just seems silly to pick against the Ravens. No doubt. Um, very often. At Greg Rosenthal on Twitter is how you follow him, and at some point we will indeed bring back Courts of Thunder. That is a uh, that's a that's a promise I've I've made Greg hold up to me that we will at least do one more show. That there will at least be one more uh, at some point <laughs> in the future. Uh, appreciate you, buddy. Love you. Thank you for taking the time for us. See you, Glenn. Greg Rosenthal around the NFL, NFL Network, NFL.com. Uh, love that guy. One of my favorite human beings. And appreciate him taking the time for us this morning. Whoo, boy, what a day. Today's show uh, also brought to you by Window Nation. The fall is calling sale is on at Window Nation. Two free windows for every two you buy. Buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Plus pay nothing for two full years. Nothing. Not a cent. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. I had not thought about Isaiah Wynn at all. Not a name that had uh, registered with me whatsoever. I, me as either. a thought, I like it. Um, there is always, like, you, you worry because, like, you think of, of them as being such wizards, right? That, like, if, if, if they're down on Isaiah Wynn, like, why would you take a chance on somebody the Patriots are down on because they've, they've been such wizards over the years when it comes to players, but... You know, Greg's right. Isaiah Wynn has played really well in the NFL. I I was not aware of all of the drama going on with him up there. I'd I'd certainly be interested. Somebody would say right now, and and I talked about this a week ago, the guys that you have, you feel pretty good about. And I definitely, if you're going to acquire a left tackle, I don't want to move Alejandro Villanueva back to right tackle. Like, I never want to see that. Patrick McCary has played well enough, and at times really well, and Alejandro Villanueva was a dis- an unmitigated disaster. He was a turnstile. At right tackle. At left tackle, he's held up. Mm. At right tackle, it was... Now, again, somebody might say, well, that was one game. It does not a sample size make. You know, you're overreacting to one game, and, and that's unfair. I don't know, but if you're trading for a left tackle, my inclination is... That's that's your left tackle, and Alejandro Villanueva comes a, a swing tackle at that point. I'm not going back to Alejandro Villanueva at right tackle. Well, two things. One, um, the Ravens don't have a ton of cap space. It's part of right, the problem, right? yes. And Adam Bonacarsi, who writes for Russell's Report, he keeps shouting it from a mountaintop right. that the Ravens aren't going to make a trade yeah, because they I don't dis- have the cap that, space. That I disagree with. That's something that we say a lot of times, and we conveniently forget how many things can be done in order to create cap space. Right. Like we, we do that, and, and it's... You're not wrong, and it's important to point out, but it does not preclude the Ravens from right. making a move. Now, Isaiah Wynn, I'd have to know more about his numbers. I, I don't. I would presume, as a former first-round pick, that he's making real money, and that might make it trickier. But at this point, uh, hang on a second. Let me pull up Isaiah Wynn. While you're doing that, the second the second thought here is, and nobody's saying that a the Ravens don't need more offensive line help, and nobody's saying that b they don't need Ronnie Stanley. But they're five and zero without Ronnie Stanley this year. It, it, it's it's not like. They're right, crippled. And but as I right said, now, the, the, no, right. no pun intended. My my bigger concern is not not getting Ronnie Stanley back. It's that you're now another injury away from perhaps a dramatic problem. Now again, Tyree Phillips, 
might be able to help solve that should it happen. Should you deal with another injury, Tyree Phillips might be part of the answer. Um, you, you have to trust that Ben Powers can hold up at left guard without Ben Cleveland and that you don't need Tyree Phillips to play there. There's there's a lot of moving parts involved with this. But my my I am a week ago when we had this conversation, I said I'm more running back than left tackle because I think you can solve the problem with some of the things you have coming back. Now, knowing Ronnie Stanley's not coming back, the depth issue on the offensive line is a is a significant problem for me that could end up dooming you, and I'm back in the conversation for a tackle. For what it's worth, and this is very odd, Isaiah Wynn's money is next year. This year, he's only got a $2 million base salary. So That's how much cap space the Ravens have. And, and you're not even paying the whole thing, obviously, because you'd be acquiring him halfway through the year. Right. So... You know, and, and presumably you can move some things around too if you need to. The bigger problem is he's a ten million dollar hit a year from now, and you know that that's a bigger problem they'll have to deal with. Although the thought would be the cap will. There's been no pandemic this year. The cap should go up next year, and that should help them out a little bit when it comes to that. I'm not going to pretend to be a, a, a cap guru or anything like that. Well, but then is, why is, did is, we hire you? <laughs> but is it? I, I just assumed for my good looks. But yes, correct. It's a <laughs> lot of that. There is a lot of that. Um, no, but but on a serious note, isn't there a date after which they can cut a player or before which they can cut a player and they save money? Isn't there some kind of date where, where like they're not locked into him for next year? Especially um, if you, if you, you know, think Ronnie Stanley's what, coming what, back. Then, well, it would depend on what the number is based along July first. I I it. I don't think you would just want to get rid of a guy like you're giving up an asset for to just get rid of him. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what you're doing. To your point. If you're confident in Ronnie Stanley, could you trade him? Or are you worried about this Ronnie Stanley thing lingering into next year and you feel the need? Now, it might cost you something else that you need to do. It might cost you the ability to go out and, and sign, you know, probably not a wide receiver at this point, but, you know, signing a linebacker. A lot of people would point out and say, like, they might be well suited to go try to sign a veteran linebacker. They did just sign Joe Thomas. I mean, that's not a you know he he's not a real football player. <laughs> fair, <laughs> like fair it's not enough, a. I'm enough. talking about like signing somebody in free agency. Mm-hmm. It might prevent you from doing that, and that could become become problematic. Um, you know there might be other things that you'd have to look at and see like does does do you have to? I, I I don't know. I'd have to spend some more time on that myself. I'm like I'm as you know I'm a professional capologist. I, I've done it for yeah. years. It's in my background. I I worked in the, the NFL for a decade. But I would have to spend some more time in looking at what the impact of that would be. But as far as the could you do it right now? Yes, the number with Isaiah Wynn says that would be something that you could do right now. That it, that would be doable. If you assume that he might be a difference in maybe getting you over that hump and getting you because it, it are, are you playing for a Super Bowl this year? 100%. You, you have to be, right? And if that's like the guy if that's the guy who takes you from hey, we're really good but we've also been really lucky to hey, Hey, we're really good, and we're going to run rough shot on this league. Then I think it's a move that you re- that you seriously have to consider. Assuming the Patriots want to help you out, um, you know, there's there's no doubt that's that's part of the story, and you'll have to figure that out. And if you're helping the Patriots, it's not the notion that you can't make a trade with the Patriots. I, one, you have to keep in mind it's very unlikely that the Patriots are competing for a Super Bowl, and yeah. and I think they're aware of that. And so if you can help them out with the next couple of years and what they're trying to build with Mac Jones. Um, I think that gives you a better chance of trying to pull that Fair off. Point. Um, but, you know, I'd, I'd say it goes even a, a bit further than that, which is if they're really done with the guy, like if they really are done with him, then I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to care. I think they would trade him to the Bills at that point. If you're really done with the guy and there's a team that's willing to take him off your hands, you know, I, I, I don't care who it is. Like I don't care if it's the Ravens trading with the Steelers at that point. If you're done with the guy, you're just done with the guy. That's yeah. the way that it goes. 
All right, winding down for hour number two of the show. We are still hopeful that you'll be able to hear segment one of the Tyus Bowser show before we wrap up today, but it's 50-50. That's all I can tell you. It's 50-50 at this moment. Is that how much is left in the uh, upload? Uh, yeah, right, no, it's not quite 50. It's a whole other problem that I've run into. It's, I, if I could explain all of the issues that I have. I know I explained a lot of them at the top of the program today, but I have even more that I've come across as I've been trying to do this show at the same time. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by Project Game Day, which returns this Sunday. I'll be with you at halftime, and that's myself and the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, postgame for Baltimore-Cincinnati. You're going to want to join us, facebook.com slash pressboxsports for both shows, postgame at pressboxonline.com slash radio as well. Project Game Day is brought to you by Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, and Underdog Fantasy Football. Join us for Project Game Day this Sunday and every game day this season. One more break to get to. We'll get a tidbit, tubular, and I think part one of the Tyus Bowser Show. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. What's up, everybody? This is Tyus Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Tyus Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out PressboxOnline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hey, it's KZ. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Pressbox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Mike Ashley dives in on 20 seasons for Brenda Freeze as the head coach of the Maryland women's basketball team as she looks back but also looks forward. Plus, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from every D1 program in the area. And the very first Baltimore interview with Elijah Green, the son of former Raven Eric Green, who could well be the Orioles' pick with the number one spot in next year's MLB draft. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcasts. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Hi, it's Glenn Clark Radio. You're right, Ken Zalis. I'm Glenn Clark, and this is Glenn Clark Radio. It's so funny you'd bring that up, because you are right, sir. That's, that's what this is. Uh, we are winding down for a Wednesday edition of the program. 
Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by, well, how about this one's brought to you by Window Nation. I love Window Nation. Two free windows for every two you buy. Buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Plus, you pay nothing for two full years. 866-90-NATION or windownation.com in order to find out more. What you got, Paul? All right, this trivia question might be a little bit easier, so I'm going to get to that in a second. But according to StatHead's record finder, there have been 174 teams since the NFL-AFL merger in 1970 to start with a 5-1 and record. Of those 174 teams, 82.2 percent, 143 teams made the playoffs, and 20. I can't believe it's only that. It's a lot of five and one teams that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. That's kind of crazy to me. And 20 won the Super Bowl. Ooh. Ooh. Of two, only two of those 174 teams finished with a losing record: the 1995 St. Louis Rams and the 2008 Buffalo Bills. I did take this little excerpt off of um, a thing about the Chargers, and I can't remember the website, but I, I didn't do that research myself. Uh, the Ravens have started five and one for the fourth time in franchise history: in 2000 and 2012 when they won the Super Bowl, and in 2020 when they lost in the division round. So it's looking good for our Baltimore Ravens. I do like that. They have also never started the season six and one. So every time that they've started five and one, they've lost the next game. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Well, I hope that doesn't continue. Thanks for so, sharing that with me. God, <laughs> now I feel bad about Sunday. I don't like that at all. The Ravens have John made Colson, how are you, sir? What? You coming in here with the what? Oh, all right, all right. We'll do that in one second, all right? Let, let Paul finish his tidbit, then we'll talk about that. Stan was in here talking about it earlier, too, by the way. Go ahead. The Ravens have made the playoffs 13 times since the year 2000. That is tied for fifth, the fifth most appearances in the NFL since then. What six teams have as many or more postseason appearances since? Now, I can't give you any hints because the hints give it away, right? So what I'm going to say when? is since 2000. Okay. So it's six or more? It's six teams that have made 13 or more right. postseason appearances since 2000. Um, well, I'm go, going to go give you... I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna I mean, give there's you, only 32 teams. I shouldn't I'm, need... I'm going to give you seven guesses to get the six. You can oh, get one wrong. Oh, could I get one wrong. So obviously the Patriots. Yes. That's the, number one. They've made it 17 yeah. times. The Stillers. They are tied with Baltimore, 13. The Packers. They are tied for second with 15. So those are the obvious ones. I think after that, it actually gets a little trickier. I'm gonna. Do you, do you want eight guesses? May, I might. Well, I might need. I might not get it an eight. I don't know that I'm gonna get it an eight. I'm gonna say the Seahawks. They are fourth with fourteen. Now, I, I'm still gonna say the Colts. They are tied for second with fifteen. Yeah. And this is, hey. So you you've gotten them all. You yeah, I know, but I but now I'm working because those are the ones to me that were obvious because you know it's about the the quarterback. So now you go to what's next. There the is ch- one team left. Right. So what? What you got a guess, Colson? Well, does John get a guess that doesn't cost me? Go ahead. All right, John, go ahead. Get your guess in. New Orleans. Oh. No. Yeah, but that you were on the right. That was the right idea. They had like nine, I believe. And remember, he didn't get there until. Oh, uh, six. So you keep that in mind. Um, so here's what I was working through. And I'm just I'm not guessing any of these yet. 
my assumption, my first assumption, the Chargers. Phillip Rivers, obviously, being there. But Drew Brees struggled there until 06. They weren't that good. But that, I'm, I'm working with the Chargers. I think it's possible. I think, it's, I think this one's a surprise. Hmm. I think it's a surprise. Yeah. I was surprised. I, I know this is going to sound. I think the Vikings have been in the playoffs an awful lot. And that's one that is the tip of my tongue that I want to say. Are you saying it? Hang on. I'm still working through this. <laughs> I also think it's possible between Tony Romo and them that it's the Cowboys. So those are the teams that I'm like identifying as my top three. So I'm going to throw out the Vikings first. Incorrect. Okay. You want to get really, another guess? Re- really think hard about this because you only get one more guess now. And then what, and what it, happens? And, I get executed? Like, what, and, what's the, and, what's well, the then, price then, if I don't? Then you lose and I host the show the rest what? of the time. Well, that's, I, I think John's going to have to make that decision. <laughs> um, what do you think? What do you think, Colson? Did you write, you wrote something down? Oh, okay. So you were with me. You thought the Vikings, too. Between the Chargers and the Cowboys. I'm going to say, well, the Eagles were in a lot, too, for a long time. Oh, damn, the Eagles were in it for a lot of years. (sighs) The Eagles. It is the Eagles. Look at that. It is the Eagles. They are tied with Baltimore and Pittsburgh. 13 postseason appearances since 2000. Back from the dead. You guessed teams that weren't close. I I thought you were done. Ha, this is what you get for doubting me. This is what you get for doubting me. Ah, damn. I feel good. What do I win? What do I get? How does this How does this work now? Do I get a car? My everlasting respect oh, and gratitude. That's, that's nothing. That's nothing. I gave you a job. Damn it. All right. John Colson, most worshipful grandmaster here at Pressbox. You are you are angry as well. I Stan and I talked about this early. It, it's if this is true. Oh, it's true. If they, if this is really going to take another year, well, no, it's the most shameful thing I've ever. Okay. What's All right. true is Turn John that, up slightly. What what's true is that this uh swark committee yes which has been formed um to sort of oversee for lack of a this isn't the best way to explain but to oversee the lottery's recommendations right. for lack of a better term in order to maintain um minority status woman-owned business status small business status all those things that are very important mm-hmm. as it relates to mm-hmm. the problem is um they've punted the ball they just canceled their meeting to decide right. just cancel with no date Right. No, and they've decided to they've they've done like a not a one eighty like a ninety degree turn and decided to look at it from a different angle, and they've sort of said, hmm, well, at least this is what people are saying because they didn't it wasn't a public meeting. How about that? Yeah, why, w- they get why would together it be? and it's not a public meeting and it was short and mm. they all voted to postpone. Oh, good. Well, no. Uh, it's just, it's craziness. So, so what what people can do? Okay, and I don't know whether what, what Stan went over that or not. No, he did not. I would okay. like to know this. So the governor actually tweeted a day or two ago, uh, asking people to a write their constituents, okay, and say where's my sports wait, wait, gambling? Isn't, isn't he the constituent? <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, I mean, I'm sorry. Wait a I'm sorry. Write their Congress people and their senators, the local, their local, the local House of Representatives and so, senators. So call my buddy Mike Griffith. Call, yes, exactly. Call Senator, our friend Senator Justin Reedy Exactly, right now. Yeah. exactly. And the other thing you can do is write an email to the SWARC 
committee. Can it be strongly worded? Because I be enjoy stro- a strongly worded it email. It be strongly worded. I would avoid expletives. I'm not. I just said strongly worded. I'm talking to the said, greater populace. Okay, all right. Strongly worded. So that is the email address. Say say thing. What are appropriate phrases to use in this this email? If can I say poppycock? Can I say this poppycock is, is poppycock? Can I um, say you're a nincompoop? Can I say that? Is that too far? Um, I wouldn't go personal. Okay. I would go. This is. Poppy but what cop. if I feel like they really are an income poop? The well, then do it. Okay. All right. I just wanted. To, I just wanted to find out what the ground rules were. Here. The, the, yes. The decision is horse feathers. Horse feathers. It's horse feathers. Correct. So, so the email address, which I'm pretty sure the state of Maryland does this, so nobody can enunciate the email address and possibly pick it up like this. So maybe okay. you can tweet it out or something. All right. I, but it's Swark S. W A R C okay. at M L I S, that's the Maryland Lottery. Okay. M L I S dot state <sighs> dot M D dot oh my God. US dot gov? Nope, that's no, it. No, just dot, dot US. US. Okay. Dot F U. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, say that one more time. Swark, S W A R C at M L I S dot state dot M D dot U S. Okay, that's the email address. Yeah. Senator Ferguson's also a good one. He's the you know, he's he's the big cheese right. in the Senate. Oh, is he? He's the big cheese. Oh, that's right, in he the is. Senate. I didn't know that. Yeah. And um he's another good one to write. Okay, so so we're writing them and we're saying We're saying get, get your stuff together. There is no way that it should have taken a year Correct. to get to you knew this start was, on site You gaming. knew this was coming. Yeah. Yeah, this was we, – no we voted on this last November. And now that it's taken a year, yeah, they've now punted the ball at the very it's, last second. It's unacceptable. It's poppycock. It's, uh, it's unacceptable. It's All hurting right. tons of small businesses. Okay. It's hurting, oh, for sure. it's hurting minority hiring because these casinos have a very, very high um, rate of hiring minorities and women – and in management jobs, not in BS jobs. Right. Like legit careers. Okay. And these have all been put on hold now. I know that um, one of the casinos had expected to hire 20 people the minute this started, and those people are just on hold now. Good luck. You don't have a job. So that's there that's you go. Bull ass. I mean, that's what that is. Yeah. That's not just poppycock. That's, that's what it is. Bull ass. Uh, all right. So send an email. Let, let your voice be heard. This is We voted. We, we handled this. 70%. This is a Correct. referendum. Yes, this wasn't something that was like controversial. This wasn't something that like half the state was One opposed 70% to. 70% of this the vote. This was overwhelming. This was overwhelming. This was Reagan Mondale. And this uh, was... And did, did, did Stan tell you guys that the handle in Jersey last month yeah, was a yeah. billion dollars it's unreal. Mm-hmm. so it's the taxes off of a billion dollars yeah, so There's this state is bad. walking away there is nothing away we're better at this state than getting around to something 10 years from too late tens of millions of dollars in tax revenue unreal on I don't, top of the jobs just to, for us to have fun and it is for us to have fun and by the way not to hold back press box would make good money off of that that would help solidify our company we're not hiding that this is no, this yeah, is we a, have a vested interest. No, this is yeah, self-serving. Correct. We have a vested I, I interest, one hundred percent. But self-serving to the extent that seventy percent of the people in the state want it. Correct, correct. We we already we're done. not shoving. There's it no down debate about this. Yeah, We've yeah. done all that. We got through all that process. Yeah. Yeah. Get on with it. Get on with so it. So we're asking people to drop that email to their representatives. 
Um, All right. To Swark. I'm going to need you to email that to me because there is no chance I will remember it. I did tweet it out. I appreciate that, but I still need you to email Let, let me ask you this, Read and maybe, uh, I, maybe I'm off base on this. I know that the Maryland Stadium Authority is funded by the Maryland Lottery. That's that's basically where that came from, right? Partially. Partially, right? So wouldn't, that, wouldn't this help with the Maryland Stadium Authority? Um, I, I, yeah, indirectly. I'm, but the, yeah. but the bottom, it helps with so many. The it, bottom so line many. is it's tens of millions of dollars. Yeah, right. And and the potential for even more. And we're mm-hmm. moving at a glacial pace. And by the way, this was only to allow the three main yes. existing casinos to take on-site betting. This yep. wasn't even about the apps and all the other big stuff that's coming down the road. So they put this off for a year. So guess what? App-based gaming is probably they. I shouldn't say they put it off for a year. They've put it off. And some people are saying it could be a year. Get it fixed. And it was supposed to, by the way, be voted on a couple days ago by this SWARC committee. And um, it was supposed to be voted on a couple days ago. And it was supposed to is there something um, we be could live by the right. middle of November. Is there an option? Can we do a stunt? Is there a stunt that can be involved with this? Can we, like, send Paul to stand outside the SWARC? With like a sign. The Swark is seven people who are. But who where are, they got to be somewhere? Oh, they're captains of industry standing in front of their. You know, they're oh, they're at their oh, various oh, buildings. They're not, not in some government office. Right. They're captains of industry that have been. Well, what kind of stunt can we do? How can we? How can we get a little attention out of this, John? That's what I want to know. How can we capitalize on this? It probably has to. Yeah, do as you know, every good scandal is an opportunity. It always has something to do with being shirtless in the cold. I, I have a feeling. Right, yeah, like yeah, sleeping out on the, or the, the billboard. Yeah, on the correct. billboard, we're gonna we'll put up a billboard. Yeah. And Paul can stay on the billboard until, until betting gaming starts. All right. Can just I let at least wear a shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if he's on a billboard, he's exposed. I prefer a tank top. I prefer a tank okay. top. All right. I mean, he's, got, he's, he's a good-looking man. We should. So six, happens I have access cells. to a billboard. Well, well. <laughs> and it's only a few blocks from here. All right. I would offer to go on a hunger strike, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not. I'm yeah, not. What, we just got to come up with something. We got to come up yeah. with some sort of appropriate stunt for what we do until fix this. And the problem is I'm worried they don't care about me either. So it's not going to have the impact. They'd yeah. Just be like, hey, Glenn's on a hunger strike. Like, cool. <laughs> okay. yeah, we'll miss him. Right? <laughs> like, Glenn let him will die. listen to Hunger Strike. Oh, I do. Of the dog. Oh, it's Temple of the Dog. Temple of the Dog. Temple Excuse of the dog. me. And, By Temple and, of the and Dog. And that might have just disqualified you for the position. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Is he still in his probationary period? Oh, boy. Oh, we got a lot of things to talk about. Got a lot of things. We're doing a live performance review on Friday. Can, can, can yeah. you name another Temple of the Dog song? Uh, you think I don't know Say Hello to Heaven? You, I mean, you want to disparage me? You want to come <laughs> into my house and say heinous, horrendous, say uh, hello to heaven? I, I, see, I heaven. couldn't name a song. I just thought it was just heaven. the one. God. Wow, this guy, sweet this guy over here. It's this a kid. Over He's actually not. I know, he's, but we he's older than now. Kyle. <laughs> well, everybody's a kid to me now. That's so. a good point. John's 60. John's 60. <sighs> he's putting his business out there. All right. Swark, S-W-A-R-C. At M-L-I-S dot state dot M-D dot U-S. Send thought F-U. No, no, <laughs> no. Don't do that or they won't get it. But you can make the, you can make the title dot F-U of the subject of the email. Yeah. You can do that if you'd like. But, again, we don't need to ruffle feathers beyond. Just we want them to know it's poppycock. I'm not sure if you've mentioned while we're waiting for this, they yeah. can go to Underdog Yes, oh, I've mentioned it many and times. And they sign up for 10. It feels hey, like you're betting. Has he done it yet? I don't know. 
I don't know. Are you playing underdog fantasy football? I have not. Nice. $10. We're giving you, you put, money. You deposit $10. I've been meaning to do it. And they my, give you $10. My, my, my fantasy seasons are down. This, isn't, this is all nope, like, like it's Pinkums and all kinds of props. We, we'll talk about yeah. it, you and I. We'll talk about it. It's going to it's gonna come up during Maybe the performance that's this review. Stuff. Maybe we just get yeah, right. <laughs> go around <laughs> and get like 100 people to sign up for yeah, that. Man, that's what we got to do. Uh, yeah, underdog fantasy football. Again, use the code PRESSBOX when you sign up. And uh, when you deposit $10 or more, we give you 10 bucks for free to play with. It's very simple. Even Kyle Ottenheimer was able to do it. And fun. My, my friend uh, who had never bet at all. Bet oh, th- I saw. Bet three bucks this past weekend, and she won $30 and was happy as a clam. She picked four. You know, she had four of those um, pickums. And she hit every single one. That's how it starts. And yeah, K- that's K- how it starts. It's KZ, she five, immediately went and withdrew her money. <laughs> five dollar ticket for a hundred dollars. Yep, on, he hit on su- between Sunday. He put it in before the Sunday night game. He put it in between the Sunday and Monday night games for uh, over on Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, Deontay Johnson, Emmanuel Sanders, and Najee Harris. He hit all five, and he won a hundred bucks on a five dollar ticket on a five dollar fantasy ticket. wager. That's it. That's it, underdog fantasy football. Yeah, uh, yeah. John, thank you for all your hard work. We are going to be able to air. Ty- I don't, you didn't hear, to hear a lot I of heard, the drama. I heard. I heard. We will be able drama. to air. It's going to be the longest show ever. I heard you you got to leave. It, you got to leave. It's what it is. But we will air segment one of the Tyus Bowser show before we wrap up today. And I'm going to be here anyway, so it's fine. It's all uh, good. Thank you for your hard work on the You're Tyus welcome. Bowser thank show. Thank you for your hard work. We will see uh, somebody. Again, it's a private show next Tuesday night at the Center Club, but we're giving away uh, a pair of seats at yeah. the event next with, Tuesday night with dinner. Oh, dinners with drinks. What? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Oh, do we have to give them away, or can I keep them? Well, you get some too if if you're there. Oh really? Yeah, it works out that way. Get Paul some too if he shows up. Well, well, let's see how let's see how this performance. By the way, appropriate clothing necessary at the Center Club. Oh, what do I have to wear? You're fine with your with your little. I gotta wear the press box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I try to brand. I try to. I try to be a company. You're fine. You're fine. I saw. I like my nice new Bonobos pants, by the way. You know, huge fan of Bonobos. I love Bonobos. And they just opened a store in in Harbor East. Oh, your boy's going to make a trip. You know what they do? Yeah. You you go in and you shop for what you have. One of everything in the store. Yeah. And then you... They order it from the store. It's delivered to your house the next day. Here's my big problem. This is... I'm not an adult. That's my problem, right? I refuse to wear my pants the way they... Like, I refuse to wear them up around my gut. I refuse to do it. I don't care how old I am. I'll be 100 years old. I refuse to do it. And so the problem with that is I can never get the right size pants. Like I can never because they always want to be like. They got the shirt. They got all kinds of stuff. Oh, I love Bonobos. Trust me, I'm all in. Can we try to pitch that? I'm 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 working on it. Big fan. These pants are phenomenal. I feel like I thought you said you couldn't get pants to fit. Well, they don't. They don't really. But they're close enough. That's that's what I accept at some point. So you go down there, you pick it out. They size you. They do all the right stuff, and they they send it to your house the next day. I got to return a pair of jeans. Shows up the next day. I I I don't know why, but I ordered. I'm I'm a thirty. I'm not really a thirty-six, but I'm a thirty-six. 3630, and I've accidentally ordered a pair of jeans at 3632. Don't know why I did that. I'm really more like a 3628. I don't know how to explain because because I don't wear my pants up at my, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not really even 36. I'm probably really 35, but like, yeah. people just don't make 35 pants. So yes, correct. It's what it is. 33, 34, 36. Correct. It's very annoying. Never figured it's that very out. Very annoying, pants makers. Please. It's extraordinarily annoying. Though I'll be at 36, I'm sure, at some point again very soon. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be the case. All right, I got to air okay, the Tyus Bowser show. Thank I love you. It. Thank you for stopping by. You know what? Tubular is up at glenclarkradio.com. The, the baseball, well, here's the big ones tonight. The baseball is happening. 
Um, it, the, they, they do it in reverse order night. The American League game will be first on FS1, 5 o'clock, Framber Valdez and Chris Sale. And then the National League game will be second, 8 o'clock on TBS, Braves-Dodgers. And I still don't know who's going to be the first pitcher for the Braves, but it's Urias for the Dodgers. Uh, the Wizards open their season tonight. They take on the Raptors at 7.30 in NBC Sports Washington. Everything else, just go to glennclarkradio.com and find it there. Anything that stands out to you among non-sports uh, stuff? Um, NBC, Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, yeah, It doesn't 10. stand out. Something that's significant. Give me something significant. ABC superstar Robin Williams. A look back on Robin Ooh. Williams oh, at 10 wanna, o'clock I do on, watch that. on ABC. Uh, on A&E, Killer Case, Murder, and the Sex Cam Model. At 10 o'clock. I'm interested, but not. it doesn't stand out for me. In the Are you an way. American Horror Story fan? Because they have a new episode of 10 on FX. Uh, I've enjoyed American Horror Story over the years. I have. I All have. right. And, uh, unless you like Survivor, there's nothing yep. else. Then we're out. All right. <laughs> then that's where it ends. Uh, oh, we got to do a better job of checking on the streaming shows too, because like I, I think today is a new episode of of Wu Tang, and I'm all in on Wu Tang. That's the uh, best show they got okay. on Hulu. I'm I will, really I will, in. We got to do make sure. I mean, we'll Ted Lasso's over, so like we don't have to worry about that. But like I genuinely don't know when new episodes of Squid Ga- or Squid Game's all out. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, that, it, yeah. they release it all. Yeah, one they release it all. It's Hulu that does it by like weekly on their their stuff. All right, um, so Tubular was brought to you by the Press Box Fantasy Football Show, which you will hear tomorrow morning at 11:30 a.m. with KZ. Uh, make sure you're with us for that. It's brought to you by CCBC Glory Days Grill and the Maryland Department of Transportation. 11.30 a.m. tomorrow for the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. Also, uh, uh, tomorrow on the program, uh, is, is Randy Mueller going to join us? Is that yeah, confirmed? He, he's coming on at 11 o'clock. Very good. Uh, former NFL GM, one of our favorites, and he says John Harbaugh, the best coach in football. And we'll talk to more, him more about that. Randy Mueller will join us. And part two of the Tyus Bowser Show, I promise, uh, we'll be able to get to you earlier in the program. So all that coming up on the show, plus picks tomorrow. I think Stecka might sit in with us for a little while tomorrow. We're going to have fun tomorrow. We'll have a good day. All right. Uh, thanks to today. Did, did yeah. you get Toyota and Grave I did. Aids? I did. I did all that. I did all that, pal. Did all of it. It's been man. a rough time. It's all good, bro. It's all good. We're going to be here till 1245 anyway. It's what yeah. it is. Um, if uh, Thanks today to Greg Rosenthal. Thanks to Drew Forrester. Thanks to Stan for stopping by. Um, we'll get all that as well as part one of the Tyus Bowser show up in the greatest hit section of the Archives. Tab at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, ExxonMobil, KNS Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social, MD, the Baltimore Ravens, the Maryland Department of Transportation, Underdog Fantasy Football, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks, Paul Valley at Paul Valley the Third. Paul Valley the Third. That's what I said. I thought you said Paul A. Valley. No. That Paul is my Valley the initial. Third. I did not know that. How about that? There you go. Paul Valley the Third, but it's, it's Valley, V-A-L-L-E, and then I-I-I for the third. That's how you follow him on Twitter. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio and on Instagram at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. I continue to say go Braves, and I continue to say go Astros, and don't care how you judge me for that. Uh, Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. And Oh, did you did you download the audio? I guess I should have yeah, told yeah, you that. No, You're good I, to go? I, I All right, go. great. And now we wrap up the show, segment one from the Tyus Bowser Show last night. Welcome out to the Tyus Bowser Show, ladies and gentlemen. We are live from Twain's Tavern in Pasadena with a great crowd on hand. Make some noise for Tyus Bowser, folks. My name is Glenn Clark. It is so great to be here at Twain's Tavern. We're going to tell you all about them. We're going to talk to Tyus here in a minute. I want to introduce you really quickly to my friend Tony. Tony is with No Bull Reviews, and they really made this possible for us to be out here tonight and to have Tyus here. Tony, tell everybody about No Bull Reviews, what it is you guys do, and what you're going to have Tyus do 
before we wrap up our night tonight, which is really cool. Right. I don't, Frankie, what, what do we do? I don't, so we, <laughs> we do wing reviews. Uh, we started this uh, Facebook page. Uh, a lot of guys have seen the pizza reviews and seen, seen what's done there, and that turned into their fund, and they kept raising money, and then, you know, uh, John over at Jimmy's started his thing, and he was raising money. Frank and I decided we wanted to do something for our community, our town, uh, so we, we got together, and we started to uh, review chicken wings, um, help restaurants uh, get some attention, get some notoriety, and uh, get people back in there spending money, uh, especially during the, uh, the pandemic. Uh, that blossomed into uh, raising money for uh, Cooper. Uh, Cooper uh, needed a handicap van to get around. He's terminally ill. And um, from, there, awesome. we've, yeah, from there, we've just uh, went, um, helped uh, Bradley Bozeman and Nikki raise money for their calls. They're doing the snack boxes and the anti-bullying campaign at schools. Um, and I guess uh, we're going to have Tyus uh, give us a review at the end of this, and then we'll talk about helping out causes that he's involved with. Love so. that. Love that, man. That's awesome. Tyus, or, or, all right, first of all, Tyus Bowser is here, folks, from the Baltimore Ravens. He's the star of the show. I love this dude. Tyus, are you a chicken wing guy, or are you a big wing? Like, I've never seen you order wings when we've been out doing a show. Uh, I kind of use it as my little cheat meal. Okay. Um, but I definitely eat wings, though. I do. What's so the most eat. amount of wings you've ever consumed in one sitting? Oh, man. I'll probably go to, like, Wingstop. I'll give me, like, an easy 10-piece. I mean, that, I'll be good to go. I was I expecting mean. you to say a real number. I thought you were going to say, like, 45 oh, or no, something. No. Like. I, don't, I don't know about 40 of them. I don't know about that. But. <laughs> You're going to get some real wings tonight. This is not going to be Wingstop wings. Craig <laughs> does it right. These wings are going to be on point, I uh, promise. Go, go to, to when you order wings... How hot? Are you like a lemon pepper guy? Like, what's the play typically for ordering wings? I'm not too big of a spicy guy, but I mean, I try, I try some spicy things every now and then. But I kind of, I like to keep it neutral. What's you know? the Tony? What's the plan for the wings that Tyus so, is going to try tonight? If, you, if you're taking my advice from here, it's going to be the mild buffalo garlic, and okay. that's going to be not too spicy. That's going to have some good garlic, and uh, I think most importantly is, is it blue cheese or ranch? And we're, we're very strong about. Uh, we're very one-sided about what you use. There to is dip a, a correct answer. To this there is question. a correct answer. Well, being from Texas, I'm a guy that loves ranch. Oh. So I mean, I'm a ranch guy. Listen, but don't get me wrong. Don't listen. get me wrong. I'll, I'll try some blue cheese. I don't have no problem with that. The way the way you all are playing this year, you can dip your wing in anything you want. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, right. We're blue cheese people, and Glenn, I know you know blue oh, cheese is the answer. Fact. That's but you keep fact. playing the way you are. You can dip that wing in anything you want. I don't care. <laughs> Some Italian dressing or something yeah, like that. No, I won't do that. But so we're going to do that to wrap up the, this week's show. Uh, Tony, where can people find more about Noble Reviews? Oh, I mean, uh, Noble Wing Reviews and Facebook. Facebook's the way to get to us. And if you have, uh, if you have any questions, uh, if you have any restaurants, if you have any recommendations, uh, the public gives us all the recommendations, and then we'll set up shop, and we'll go try the wings at restaurants. Also, we are running a... Uh, we're going to run a holiday uh, fundraiser. We, uh, if you know a, a hardworking waiter or waitress in the industry, um, send us their information. We're trying to, uh, we're going to take a bunch of people and go give a, do a big tip night. And we're going to help a waiter, a local waiter or waitress out with the Christmas this year. So if you know a waitress that has kids and has been working hard or a waiter that's been working hard and they need help, a little help around Christmas time, uh, go to our page, send us a message, and uh, we're going to try to uh, help somebody have a good Christmas that's this awesome, year. That's awesome, man. That is tremendous. Well done, dude. Noble reviews. That's incredible. We're going to do that. We're also going to do something a little bit different tonight. 
We're going to give you guys a chance to ask some questions of uh, Tyus and, and put him on the hot seat. And so Tony's going to help us out with that as the show yeah. goes on. I think I see my exit strategy yeah, now, right? I don't even think people know, but uh, we not, you know, not just one Raven tonight, but uh, yep. we, we have two. Dalen Hayes is in the building as well. Y'all make some noise for Dalen Hayes. Tony, thank you, my friend. We'll talk I'll to you in a little bit, there, all right? Buddy. Thank you. Thanks for everything. Tyus Bowser, tell me about this young man that you brought out with you tonight at Twain's Tavern. I got the chance to get to know him after the draft. He's a, he's a really special dude. Tell yeah. me about this kid. Dalen Haynes, man. It's my guy. You know, he's kind of like the, the mini-me almost. Uh, you know, great guy. You know, Hang just, on. Stand, stand next to each other. Let me see. No, no. I, on the record, I'm bigger. <laughs> no, he's not, he's not, but, you know, this is my guy, man. I respect him. Uh, I love the way he plays, man. He plays hard. You know, he plays with integrity. And just overall, a great guy, man. So, this is my guy. That's awesome. Dalen, thank you so much for coming out and joining us tonight. It's so great to see you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. We got any, uh, any Notre Dame fans in the house? That's the way I like to hear it. All right, very good. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Tough crowd, right? Um, so that was fun on Sunday. Did you have any fun being a part of that? My word, man. Like, I heard the Chargers were good. They are good. Are you sure? Uh, from the film, yes. They are good. They are good. But, I mean, we, we, came out, we came out, you know, firing, man, on all cylinders, from offense to defense to special teams. I mean, everybody was locked in, and we made the plays we were supposed to make. So, you know, for us to come out with a win like that against a great team, man, that was awesome. A lot of people, even big Ravens fans, are like, man, that surprised me. Like, I, I didn't see that coming. Not that they didn't think y'all were going to win, but there's one thing to win. It's another thing to dominate the way that y'all did. Did it surprise you at all, based on how good you know the Chargers to be? In a way, but, I mean... We knew what we was capable of as a defense, as a team overall, man. And we just had to kind of figure out everything. And, you know, with losing a few people and just trying to figure out, you know, game plans. I thought Dalen was going to be rookie of the year this year. I thought, like. Oh, shoot, I thought he was too, man. But, I mean, he'll be back soon. So, you know, as long as he's getting himself ready, man, you know, we're going to be good. You, was there a moment during the course of the game where you all were like, man, that, we're on one today. Like, did you have a moment where you realized this is, this is going to be fun, what we're doing? Uh, man, honestly, from the first drive, just how we came out, man, you know, with the offense, you know, running the ball. We was just moving the ball down the field. And then, you know, we had a huge kickoff, you know, where we was getting them inside of the 20-yard line to the defense, you know, three and outs, you know, three straight times. So, yeah. I mean, you just, you just seen it all come together, man, and it was great. Was there any, like, chip on your shoulder? I'm sure, you know, you talked to us before the Chiefs game. You're like, I heard what people were saying. You probably heard what people were saying after the Colts game. You probably heard people say, this isn't a Ravens defense and, and taking some shots at you. Did you carry any of that with you guys into Sunday? Honestly, man, when it comes to the outside noise, we really don't worry about it because, you know, you can have a game like that where we come out with a win against the Colts, and then we come out here and dominate one of the best teams in the NFL, and you just see how the entire thing just changed from, oh, we got to play better, we're not good, we're not that, to dominate, and now it's like, oh, we're... You're the best team in the history yeah, of football so, now, I mean, right, yeah. When it comes to stuff like that, we don't worry about it because we understand what happens when, you know, you don't play good or you play good. So we just keep the same mindset of coming out every week trying to 
do our best and come out with a win at the end of the week. Anybody have fun watching that game on Sunday? That was okay, right? My word. My word. That was something else, man. Yo, <laughs> Dalen's like, I had to watch it on TV too, which is pretty funny. Dalen, I'm going to get to you in one second. Tyus, I want to go back a couple weeks because we didn't get to talk after the Denver game. Yeah. I mean, how good after we, – I mean, we had to give you some gruff after the interception that wasn't. Yeah. How good did it feel to kind of get off the schneid a little bit and remind people, hey, th this is what I'm all about, those of you that are forgetting – why it is that you wanted to keep me around for a long yeah. time. Man. I mean, when it comes to football, you know, plays are going to be made. You know, you might miss a few, but the great thing about being a player is, you know, you have 17 weeks to, you know, make a play. So, you know, it's not going to happen every week. You know, everybody's not perfect. Um, but, you know, I work hard each and every day, man, you know, day in and day out. And I know that those plays will come regardless. So, you know, just for that week to – you know, be a great week for me getting two sacks, man. It just felt great. No, it was incredible. I was so, I was so happy, bro. Yeah, I'm like, why I are was we doing too. the show this week? Why oh, man, are we doing I was, I was happy, man. I was like, I got to make up for this, man. I got to. Um, answer this question for me, and then we're going to dive in. We're going to talk to Dalen a little bit. A lot of people are talking about this, and Dalen's one of the guys, right? Like mm -hmm. 16 dudes, and now Ronnie makes 17 yeah. on injured reserve. You're 5-1. and one. You're the best team in the AFC. How? How? Man, I just feel like it's just the chemistry that we have, man. And, you know, what Eric DaCosta has done, you know, what this Ravens organization has done to bring in, you know, the right guys that fit this, this team, man. And, you know, that just shows how great of a franchise we have and uh, just the people behind, you know, in the offices, you know, doing – all the extra, you know, trying to find the right guys. And, you know, regardless of what happens, you know, it's the NFL, you know, things are going to happen. People are going to get injured. Yeah, but not 17. <laughs> You're right. But, I mean, it's just, it's just part of it, man. It's just part of the game. You know, you just never know. You never know. And that's what we preach, you know, as a defense, as a team, is that you never know what happens. But, you know, we're always going to have guys that's going to be ready. And whatever happens, you know, the next guy's up. And we got to continue to. And then, the and then the next guy after that. And the next guy after, after that, that. And the next guy after that. And nothing is going to change. Man, that is, it's unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable what you guys are doing right now. It's, uh, it's an awful lot of fun. I can only imagine what it's like to be in the locker room yeah. right now. It's, it's great right now. Yeah, We're trying right? to keep it that way. We are out here at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena for the Tyus Bowser Show. It's brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, and True Strong Services. Can your garage use a makeover? Are your concrete floors dull, damaged, and stained? Do you have clutter everywhere? The team at True Strong Services can help you get you organized and get your junk off the floor and onto the walls, overhead storage, and more. They can also transform your garage concrete into an aesthetically pleasing, easy to maintain, and durable floor for many years to come. Contact them at truestrongservices.com. That's T-R-U strongservices.com or call 443-906-3446. All right. I gotta get, we're just going to let you do this show. You step in. I want to know what show you're doing right now. Bro, one thing about Dalen, man, is he's probably one of the most outgoing, expressive guys that I've probably ever met. That's cool, like, man. I'm, I promise you, 
when he's done playing football, you know, in the next 10, 12, 15 years, however long he play, you're going to see him on TV. He's doing my job. He, yes, he's Much doing better. your yeah, job. Right. I, I promise you that. Please save a job for me, Dalen. Yeah, Please. Absolutely. I'm begging you. Absolutely. absolutely. Dalen, thanks for coming out tonight, man. It's so great to see you. It's, it's been a while. I, people maybe don't know your story. I think everybody fell in love hearing you grew up rooting for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. You're not from here. No. Can you explain that to me, why it was that you were such a Baltimore Ravens fan despite not being from here? So I was adopted into the family. Uh, my godfather's from Laurel, so I used to come out here for summers and spend the entire summer out here. So he was the first person that bought me my first football gloves, cleats, introduced me to the game. And um, when he told me when I first started playing, I wanted to be a running back. He was like, nah, dude, you're going to be on defense. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> he was like, look, down the street is one of the best defenses you'll ever see play. And that's back when Haloti Nada, Ray Lewis, yep. Ed Reed, all them, when they was rolling, you know, a real defensive They were okay. Up. I think Tyus is bad, better. <laughs> <laughs> Suggs and all. Yeah, so, you know, it was just my favorite team growing up. Uh, it, it, it was a part of, like, it was kind of ironic for me to kind of finish that journey that I went on when I started when I was about eight or nine years old, and it kind of finished at the original birthplace of when I started playing so, football. So what's, obviously you've been out for a little bit, but you got, you know, you got to put the uniform on. Yeah. You've, you've had that first taste. I have. What, like what it's like when you're dreaming about it compared to when you're living it. How does the reality compare to like this lifelong dream that you've had to be a Baltimore Raven? I think so much of being um, part of a Raven has a lot to do with things that are never seen. You know, like things, you know, I haven't had the fun part of it in the sense that, you know, going out and playing in a game, in a real regular season game. Uh, but as far as the grind of being a Raven day in and day out, I mean, that's something that, I mean, that's the standard. So, I mean, I feel like I'm a Raven, you know, in the sense of the grinding aspect, but now it's just time to put that final piece uh, together and being able to play on Sunday. Do you, do you have your godfather? Tell me more about, like, like the moment that maybe you got to share after finding out? Oh, he was there. So, um, you know, obviously draft day is very, uh, like, stressful, to say the least. So, you know, you, I'm, I think I'm walking away from the TV, and I'm just like, man, I'm tired of waiting. Like, dang, <laughs> I was getting discouraged, too. And I go over to my goddad, and literally my phone is sitting right next to him, and a 443 number popped up, and it was Mr. DaCosta. And he was like, hey. It's like, daily. he's like, you sound like it's been a long day. And I'm like, yeah, it has. He was like, well... <laughs> You know, the wait is over. We're putting the pick in, so we're coming to get you. And I just started crying. We all just started crying. My mom, my goddad, my father. Uh, just, just super excited, man. And it was very poetic, really, like I said, just to be able to kind of finish that journey That's where awesome. it all began. That's awesome, man. Uh, how's your ankle? It's getting better. It's getting right. much better. Soon? Yes. yes Soon. Sir. All right. That's, we'll leave it at that. I know that's the way it works. We'll <laughs> leave it at that. Soon. Sure. That's what we're looking for. All right, uh, Tyus Bowser, you, I saw a picture of you walking into the stadium on Sunday. Yes. And you were rocking an Orioles sweater. Yes. Big tell me, tell Big me about that. Tell me about that sweater. Tell me about, because I remember us talking about, you're really invested in this community now. Like, yeah. you have really dug deep. Uh, the Orioles, it's been, they're not the best team in the AF. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, a bit rough. If we can be real, they're not. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, as... As part of the community, you know, being here in Baltimore, you know, you got to support your teams regardless of what happens. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's good or bad, you know, I'm one of those that's going to be loyal to my city. So, you know, people have seen me in the stands where, you know, I think we was on like a 12-game losing streak. 
and I'm sitting in the stands watching that game, and I think it was their first win, you know, after so Why did you go to skip. every game then, Ty? <laughs> well, when you're in training camp and, uh, you know, it's yeah, long days, fair you enough. know, it's kind of tough. But it was just one of those days where, you know, we had a day off or, you know, it was the day off early. So I was able to go to the game. So, I mean, it was awesome. But I'm just the type, you know, I'm loyal to my city. You know, wherever I'm at, I'm going to support them. And I actually got – the uh, the little piece that I had from uh, from the store there, and I know a couple people has been asking like on Twitter, you know, yeah. where I get it from and all of that. It's, so it's nice. Yeah, I got it from the uh, from the from the team store. At like the at stadium. the stadium, at the stadium. You went in the store and just bought it. Yeah, just bought it. I seen it. I was like, man, I think this will look good for like a little game day. This. Fish, I so. love this, man. Yeah. You just went and spent money on Orioles gear to you represent. Got- Got to, man. That's so you got awesome, to, dude. That's so cool, man. Yeah. Did you have? Were you a baseball fan? I, we all know you're a basketball guy. Yeah. Were you a baseball fan at all growing up? I, that was actually my second sport that I played. Really? Behind basketball, I got into football because of baseball. So, all right, well, I'm gonna need to know that story now. Yeah. I don't know that story at all. So, I mean, I pretty much started. Um, I was a pitcher, but I pretty much played everywhere. But I was mainly a pitcher, second baseman. Played in the outfield a little bit. And my stepdad kind of introduced me to football, and I wasn't really into football. Were you a good baseball player? I like, a, were you, okay, yeah, I made all stars every year. Oh man, all you right, know, my bad, my few bad. Few select teams, but you know, when you start looking at curveballs and sliders and stuff, and I'm like, how does he throw this ball <laughs> like this? I said, I don't know if this. It's, is, it's not. Know, you're not gonna stay I with. Don't yeah, know about yeah, this, I get but, that. I mean, I was a pitcher, so my stepdad kind of got me into football. He was like, man, you could throw the ball, you know. So why not try throwing the football? So I was like, I'll try it out. And I was good at it and kind of moved from there, playing quarterback and defensive end. And, you yeah, know, okay. it just went from there. It worked out all right. It yeah. worked out well. Dalen, what here. about you? What were the other sports for you growing up? Was it, when, when was it football? And, and we, you know, obviously you said it was a young age. Were there other sports for you too? Yeah, I played basketball, but I was bad. I was, like, horrible. <laughs> like, the first thing the OLBs, they asked us when we first, like, can y'all hoop? And I'm like, look, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I, I, I cannot. Like, All right, I'm so wait, when you say bad, <laughs> no, like, bad. if we said uh, Ben Simmons uh, offensively as the standard, yeah, worse? I'm below the standard. Wow. I'm below the standard wow. for sure. Wow. No, like, I'm bad. Wow. (laughs) I used to get that question. People used to be like, how are you, like, super coordinated? Because, like, in in football, people are like, you're really athletic. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, like, in basketball, they would be like, dude, that makes no sense. (laughs) So, I ran track. I'll be asking the same question, too. You might have made a mistake of taking them on your team, too. Man. Look, I'm a scorekeeper when the OLBs line up. (laughs) When when we officially play each other, I'm going to just keep score. (laughs) Show love. That's bad, bro. That's real bad. Was there anything else you were good at, though? Like, was yeah, no, I ran track. So I did. um, Okay. We did a junior Olympics. Did junior Olympics in track. Wow. Four by one, four by two, high jump. I used to throw too. What was so? Okay, you said high jump. Yeah. What was the highest? Uh, I think my highest I ever got up to was six five or six six. Damn. When I was younger. Damn, man. That was that was when I was way smaller. Though. Like so I you're was, saying right now you couldn't? Could yeah. you clear Tyus Bowser if we had you? I could clear, clear Tybo. I think I could clear Tybo. I mean, if we put a, a charity involved, would you to. be willing? If, if we, I had to, if I had if, to go, if we had to go win a game, if the Ravens had to go win a game, whether or not I would jump over Tybo or not, we're getting you're it doing done. It. We're getting it done. <laughs> would you let him, Tyus? Would you allow him to? If it's to win a game, yes. All right. I see what it is. <laughs> That's probably the right answer. Just don't knock me out, man. That's probably the right answer, man. You, so, so when did you know? What was the day for you, Dalen, when you knew, like, football is going to be? 
Like, again, Tyus, it was, it was much later than it is for most guys. When was it for you that you knew football was going to be the path for you? Um, my first play. My first play when I was my first year playing, <laughs> I showed up with my knee pads on my thigh, my thigh pads on my knee. <laughs> so my coach, because <laughs> my coaches switched the pads, and my first play was a touchdown. I was a running back. So I just got the ball, and I ran, and I was like. How old? Yeah. How old were you at this point? Uh, I think I was nine. Nine, mm -hmm. and you knew. Yeah. At that point, I was like, "Yeah, this is this is it. Wow, this is it for man. me." That's yeah, wild. I love football. Like that. That's wild. That's cool. All right, give it up for uh, Tyus Bowser and Dalen Hayes, ladies and gentlemen. We are here at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena, which is an unbelievable venue. Oh my gosh, really what a is. place this is, man! No, like for real. I walked in, I said, "Golly, they got lights, they got a stage, right? Yeah, like this, this is, is incredible. Dark, you know, it's like spotlight." They've got an awesome Sunday brunch you got to check out. They do buses to home games, so you can come here, hang out beforehand. They'll yeah. bring you back here, hang out afterwards. Uh, you got to try the wings. You got to try the crab cakes. You can go to Twain's Tavern on Facebook to find out more. This stage, they bring in bands. They do live music regularly. This weekend, Doc Martin, the Flannels are going to be here in November. The Amish Outlaws are going to be here. You got to check out Twain's Tavern. It's an unbelievable place. We're so happy to be here. I've seen the pool. I've seen the uh, little pool tables in the back, too, man. You're gonna, hey, you want to play a cash game? It's whatever. I might. I might I'm terrible. I would not take you up <laughs> you on that. that. I'm as bad at that you as Dalen is at basketball. It would be a really <laughs> bad look. All right, we'll come back in. We're going uh, to take some listener questions. We're going to take some audience questions when we come back in as well. So glad to have you guys with us for the Tyus Bowser Show.